driving in a hopped up Ford Twin carburetor's gonna burn up the road Twin exhaust sticking out of the rear Something that'll really take away from here Ride on Josephine, ride on
really love. <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Shut up while I'm talking. I will take your mother home and make a woman out of her, kid. You keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I'm talking to you, kid. I'm going to make your mother go, woo, 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 woo. There he is. The style and ad profile and Ric Flair to start the show off. Woo. Good morning, ass family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Now, I started with Ric Flair because I somebody texted me yesterday, and they're like, hey, you didn't talk about the Ric Flair documentary. So I, I, I got to put an end to that. Let me say good morning to everybody. I'm feeling great. Got a lot of sleep last night. Fuck, I went to bed last night at 7.30. Slept from 7.30 till about 10. Had to get a, 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 a drink. A, got, got a quick drink in. Uh, Dr. Pepper, of course. Uh, and then went back to bed and slept all the way until my alarm this morning. Oh, man, oh, man, do I feel energized. Woo! Feeling good. Ready to go. Uh, the Ric Flair documentary on the Peacock Network. Let me just tell you. Um, <laughs> oh, um. Uh, watching that documentary, I, I've seen a couple of documentaries on Ric Flair, and this one was the most... I, I was disappointed that they didn't talk about the plane ride from hell, but WWE produced this, and I don't think they want any more of that being fucking talked about, so that's not in there. I did not know that Ric Flair was stolen from his biological parents. Uh, the, he, he was from an orphan. He, he, his parents... His his adopted parents got him from an orphanage in Memphis, and they were very straight-laced people, very, very conservative that lived in Minnesota. But Ric Flair, uh, the, the birth certificate says his mom was a nurse, but the problem is this nurse, she was stealing babies from the hospital and selling them to the orphanage back in the 40s. He was born in 1949. It happened from 1940 until about 1951 until it finally stopped. And, I, I mean, Ric Flair has no idea, really, who his... Bio- and they talk in there that his biological brother has reached out. But how does he know? Because the lady that's on the, the, the birth certificate is not his mother. She stole him. So it's a fascinating, fascinating story. And they didn't go into the, uh, the last match with Ric Flair. And I'm kind of glad they didn't because I watched some of that. That was just too much. But all in all, great documentary on the uh, 14-time world heavyweight champion, uh, the greatest there ever was. Uh, Let's say some good morning, shall we? First one here today is uh, Hangtown Jen. Look at that. Hangtown Jen's in the house. She says, good morning. Uh, Have uh, Wait, wait. Morning ass. Uh, All right, here we go. You got your Chinese word of the day today. Uh, Chop, chop. Chop, chop in Chinese. Quai dian. Quai dian. Quai dia. Quai dia. Chop, chop in Chinese. 快点,快点,快点,快点。There you go. The man comes attack you, and you know kung fu. You're gonna hi ya him, you're gonna, right? You're gonna kui ya him. Yeah, of course you're gonna do that. So there you go. Um, Andrew says, uh, hap- "Oh wow, holy shit! I forgot it was that too. It is. Oh my god, the first one." 
enough of that. Uh, Andrew says, happy hump day. Ask family. I hope all the NorCal family is the best over the next week. Supposed to be a lot more rain and floods. Insurance industry is busier than Hunter Biden with an open tab at a whorehouse. Boy, that's busy. That is busy. Battleborn says, happy first hump day of 2023. I missed Monday and yesterday live, but got caught up last night. Good. Thank you very much. Zach, good morning to you, my friend. He just texted in. Scott says, good morning, Arnie and Ass family. Swoosh says, happy. Oh, not that one. Happy, where, where is it? Hump day. There we go. Family on this wet and wild Wednesday. Cowboys girl's in the house. She says, good morning, Ass family. Happy. Hump day. Hump day. <laughs> Hump day. Uh, straight fire. Well, Lordy freaking dog. Yeah, he says, how's it hanging, ass? Uh, brother, it is dragging. That's how good it is. Derek says, good morning, ass family. Happy. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Oh, my lucky stars. The one and only bratty kid is all up in the house. It doesn't matter what you think. Okay, all right. Fantastic. I hope you have a great day. All right. Yes. Yeah, I will agree with you. Uh, you're out this morning, y'all. By the way, caught up on Tulsa King yesterday whew, or two days ago. I, I, I think I'm caught up on everything. I'm not caught up on 1923 yet. Everything else caught up on fantastic shit. Hot Mama says good morning, ass. Hello there, Hot Mama. Gold says good morning, ass. Ogre, buenos dias, familia. All Wooten's day. Valvina says no choppy choppy the pee pee. Yeah, I remember that. Wait, is cry deer chop chop or is it one chop and I say it twice like cry deer, cry deer, chop chop? I think you said it right. The cry deer is all one word or it's all there. Valvinus became one of those uh, insane First Amendment fraud ears. It's entertaining. Is today the return of Chicago PD? Could it be our long national nightmare is over? I hope so. I am looking forward to it. Tulsa King is so good. Love it. Tulsa King is awesome. Sylvester Stallone hit a home run with that show. Tyler Sheridan, uh, I'm looking forward to the return of uh, King's uh, mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. You know, we, we, we got to push Jeremy Renner back to good health. Oh, fucking Mayor Sheevy was talking about him yesterday. I didn't like that. She didn't get to claim him. She said, shut up, hussy. That's right. I, I called the mayor of Reno a hussy. What are you going to do about it? Oh, I'm in a mood today. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in actually a very, very good mood today because I, I did get to sleep, so I, I, I'm very happy. Dogs haven't pissed me off too much this morning, so that's good. Was, oh, God, that's an ugly hat. Jesus, don't send me that kind of shit. Send me good-looking shit. God. Ugh. Um, all right. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, yeah, we got to do this, too. Uh, t-shirt on? Yes, it is. What kind of t-shirt on? T-shirt on? Yeah, yeah baby. It's, oh, it's t-shirt glorious. time. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt Everybody time. knows it's t-shirt time. Mm. So annoying. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up now. You shut I'm up. just trying to let everybody shut know up. so they put their t-shirts on. January 26th, Jersey Shore returns. Um, today's t-shirt. Now, I don't want you guys to think that I'm a fan of this movie. I, the Big Lebowski, everybody loves this movie. I, I can li- take it or leave it. But there's a character in this movie that is so fantastic. Uh, it, and and it, it's John Turturro's character of Jesus Quintana. 
And when he said this line in the movie, nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> you know it, man. Uh, I got my Jesus shirt. He, he's in his purple uh, fucking outfit, bowling with the word Jesus down the side. And it says, you know it, man. Oh, I love me this T-shirt. Oh, I'm very happy about this. Uh, we got our Dutch Brothers sticker. Oh, thank God. Thank God. The, the national nightmare is over. Wondering if we got the Dutch Brothers sticker of the month today. Good. Um, we will talk about the shit show that is the House of Representatives here in just a little bit. And the the monkey fucking a football yesterday or them trying to vote in a new Speaker of the House. Yeah. But before we get all that, we have to talk about the story that is the biggest story still in the world, and it's Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, who remains in critical condition. Um, the Bills let people know he's still in the IR, he's still in the, you know, or ICU. He's, I, I'm not sure if he's getting better. They, he remains in critical condition. Uh, the family released a statement expressing sincere gratitude for the outpouring of support. I'm at a challenging time for the family. Um, there's, there's all kinds of stories that are going to go with this, and we're going to go through them here. And I need to talk about something. I, I need to get something off my chest. Now, yesterday we talked about this whole thing. We talked about Skip Bayless and the things that he said, and Skip Bayless is most likely going to get fired. He did his show yesterday without Shannon Sharp, and Shannon Sharp's upset. Uh, um, hold on, before we get into that, the NFL came out yesterday, and they let everybody know that this game will not be resumed this week. The NFL continues to be in contact with the team uh, to find out what's going on. Uh, the NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of this game at a later date. The game was suspended following Hamlin's collapse on the turf during the first quarter. Uh, last I read, he's on a ventilator. Okay. Um, Here, here, here's, here's my rub on this. And, and people are starting to come out and they're starting to uh, talk about what is probably going to happen. Boomer Esiason, former NFL superstar and a Hall of Famer, has come out and said, well, they'll probably not play any games this coming Sunday. And what's going to happen is they're going to use that bye week between the NFC and AFC championship games and the Super Bowl there won't be a bye week now. There won't be an off week. So they go championship games to Super Bowl. And they're going to move everything back a week. I got to say, I, I don't care for it. No, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry I don't care for this. Uh, Jeremy Renner sent a picture from his hospital saying, thank you for the support. He must have heard the show. Yeah, I saw that picture. Yes, he, he probably did. You're right about that, Swoosh. Um, I might come off as a dick here, and I, and I really don't care. Football is a dangerous sport. 
Football's so dangerous that as kids in peewee, you have to get a permission slip to play. It starts at the time you're about eight years old when you start first padding up, eight or nine years old. And they try to make it as safe as they can for the tykes, the little kids, and things like that. Trying to teach them the game, the fundamentals, things like that. And then we get into junior high. It starts to get a little bit more serious, not too serious yet, and not until we reach the high school level. You got your freshmen and your JV teams, and that's, you know, those kids are working hard because they want to get on varsity. Then varsity, and that's when, that's when the game stops being about a game and starts really becoming about, okay, if this is something that you're passionate about, because that could lead to a college scholarship. And if you play football in college, who knows, if you're really, really good, you could make it to the NFL. Most people don't. I understand that. And the reason is because they're not big enough, they're not fast enough, and they're not strong enough. Well, DeMar Hamlin was big enough, strong enough, fast enough to make it to the NFL. I believe he was a second-year player, uh, $800,000 a year he made. Wasn't a, I wasn't a, not a big-time player yet. Um... But you you start to learn that there is a big risk involved in playing football. There's no other sport that has the injuries that the NFL does. Maybe hockey, because hockey, they're going even faster, and these guys are just, they're, they're monsters as well. They're gigantic beasts. And they knock the shit out of each other. And this league, it's okay to fight too, remember? At least it used to be until the pussies took over. We've had bad things happen on sports fields our entire life. Two different goalies have had their jugulars cut on the ice and survived. Usually, if you get cut and your juggler starts bleeding, right there in the neck, you got about 8 to 10 seconds to live before you bleed the fuck out. Two different goalies have gotten a skate accidentally across the throat and lived. Now, did we shut down the NHL for the next week? Because no, 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 no. They played the games the next day. Now, I'm not putting any blame on Mr. Hamlin here. He's look, this this is one of those freak things that happened. But for everybody, this is what I talk about, about our soft society. A bye week? Well, how does that fuck up people's plans? Is the NFL going to pay all their stadium operators and everybody that works in the stadium this week in case they take this week off? All those hot dog vendors... All the ticket takers, all the parking lot attendees, we going to be paying them this week? Like the ones in San Diego? Or do we just say, ah, too bad, no, no work for you? So what do they do? Do they go to their landlords? Do they go to their people and they go, hey, I didn't work this Sunday. 
because uh, that player had a heart attack on the field? Can, can you give me, you know, more time? Hopefully they give him more time, but there's some people who are going to go, fuck you, you got to pay or get out. Skip Bayless didn't really, the only thing that Skip Bayless did wrong was he came out way too soon. And of course the NFL was scrambling, wondering what the fuck to do that night because this is something that hasn't happened to them since 1971. (sighs) Sweet, maybe a bye week for everybody, yee. I uh, figured this would happen. We live in a pussy world, big pussy world over feelings. He didn't die on the field. It's time now to send your prayers and go on. If Buffalo decides not to, then, hey, it's their choice. They can choose to forfeit games. I'm okay with that. Clint McCarnock, Chuck was one. Was oh, that the guy in 1971? I talked about him yesterday. He died right in front, or he had a heart attack because he had a, a, an artery that was like 90% blocked. Fell right in front of Dick Butkus. The NFL is scared to death these lefty pussies are BLM fronted by idiot cap of backlash, plain and simple. Some agenda wins again. Since we were talking about sports and death, can I just say RIP Stephen uh, Boner? He's one of my favorite original UFC fight favorites. Uh, I mean, he didn't die in sport, but it was a heart attack. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yep, timing was bad. Yeah, that's all that, that, that Skip Bayless did wrong was that he came out too soon with this. Because now everybody's talking about it. Well, when are we going to get the, the league started up again? And you get these people going, oh, how dare you say that? A young man is like, you know what? You, you know what? Grow up. Grow up. Football is a dangerous game. Why is it that we don't stop when, when we have a former player kill themselves due to CTE or, or they kill other people? How many players do we have to hear about losing their minds due to CTE and offing themselves? We, we don't stop the leak for that. Oh, Clint was a hockey goalie that had his jugular cut. Okay. I completely agree with you, Arnie. I've been asking the same. Last year, Sawyer's team was in the championship game, and our quarterback was knocked into the bench head first and was knocked unconscious. The other player was ejected, and we surrounded the player while, while paramedics were on the, uh, on the way and finished the fucking game. Yeah, because that's what you do. Uh, we should resume the game this week. The NFL's already said no. They aren't going to do that. The NFL still doesn't know what they're going to do. I don't even know if there's going to be games this week. I mean, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy's going to be on tomorrow with me, and we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to pick games. Syndicated TV shows didn't cancel hanging with Mr. Cooper after Aaron Hernandez killed himself in jail. No, no, they didn't. Is it a sad story? Yes, of, of course it's a sad It's Look, this, this young man is getting to live his dream. He gets to play in the NFL, and he's on a good team, a good team that could make the Super Bowl. And this game is for all the home field advantage in the AFC. It's not like they can just go, well, it's a tie. 
No, you can't really do that. And if they move stuff back, not only does it affect the people that work at the stadium, what about the people that have tickets to those games? The NF- look, look, look. I bring up the fans here because the fans still are important. I'm still a fan, and I still stand up for the fans in, in the, the light of this. The NFL isn't just like, like 50 cents and you, you get in. The NFL is one of the most expensive tickets that you can buy. So now you've bought your expensive tickets. Maybe you don't live in that market and you're going to fly in. You're going to buy plane tickets. Well, now you have to cancel your plane tickets. You have to cancel your hotel reservations. I want you to think about this domino effect that the NFL could have if they do send this. And if they do this, I think they're going to lose a lot of face. They're going to grow a lot of face in in the pussy society saying, look how good they are taking a week off for this young man. Well, I tell you what, next time my quarterback gets hurt, you better take a fucking week off too. Hey, when, when Dak Prescott broke his ankle, you never know what's happening when your bone's popping out of a leg. He could have died. He didn't. I do believe the Cowboys played the next week. I believe the Cowboys continue to play that game. But since this was a heart attack, it's much worse. It's sad and real, but it's always very possibility. Injuries, including death, happen. Heck, they haven't canceled NASCAR and didn't everyone's favorite die in a race crash. Yet they still race. The greatest race car driver of all time, Dale Earnhardt. You want to know what I think should have happened? This is what I think should have happened after Dale Earnhardt's death. They should have canceled the entire season. He died in the first race of the year. Daytona 500. They should. You know what? They, look, look. According to me, NASCAR shouldn't even be raced anymore. You know why? Because the greatest died on the track. Yet his son raced the next week. Hmm. Hmm. When I had spinal surgery, my team didn't stop working. They kept going and filled in the slack. Yes, exactly. When Ryan Chaster broke his back, the game resumed. Same field. Yeah. Look, man. Bad injuries are a part of all sports. How many pitchers do we see every year get comeback pitches hit right back in their eye in Major League Baseball? Yet we don't stop the games for that. Arnie, don't give them any ideas. Every time a quarterback gets his bell rung, they'll stop the game and push it off for a week. Fuck. That wouldn't surprise me. What the NFL is doing right now is nothing more than glorified virtue signaling. And I'm sorry to say that. And maybe you'll be upset at me for saying that. And I don't want you to be upset at me for saying that, but that's the way I feel about this because this is a sad story. And I would imagine that this young man would want them to keep playing. But we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see what the NFL does. I'm not not confident at all, especially seeing Boomer Esiason and what he's saying. 
uh, when Buster Posey was trucked at the plate because he was blocking it. Did the game stop? No, but they did change the rule on that. That That's a rule that I, oh, don't get me started on that. Mm-mm. <coughs> Can't take out the catchers anymore. Somebody, uh, Sean Merriman came out, former NFL superstar, played for the Chargers. He came out and said, maybe this will wake up people to how dangerous football is. People don't want to wake up to it. I know I pick on women a lot when it comes to the NFL. And it's, it's the women that, that, that watch the game simply to see the butts and the cheerleaders. The NFL caters to them. Why? Because they're a huge number. Huge number that love to go to these parties. They love to, to, to buy their little cute jerseys and bedazzle them and do all that kind of stuff. That's what's called extra revenue. And anytime the NFL can get extra revenue, they go for it. This is why we've seen a change to a lot of the rules. To make the game, quote-unquote, less barbaric. See, they use words like barbaric to make people like us who love football feel bad about it. What they want is they want a game that people can watch and not go, (gasps) Good morning, sassy Pammy. Fucking pussy posy rule I think is bullshit too. Yeah, oh, absolutely it is. If that would have been another catcher and not Buster Posey, the rule wouldn't change. I'm going to tell you that right now. However, barbarism is a natural state of things and appeals to someone like me. It, it, it does. See, this is the whole thing. This is why football is so popular. is because we get to watch these, these athletes, these world-class athletes. Use their bodies in ways fucking we don't even think of. Why? Why They wouldn't have changed the rule. If it would have been another catcher, they wouldn't have changed the rule because Buster Posey was the face of Major League Baseball at that time. He was the face of the Giants, and everybody loved the Giants. And when he was rolling around on the ground crying, literally crying, Any other catcher, they're not the face of the league. They needed Buster Posey. They have to have guys like Buster Posey. Uh, it, look, look, look the, the baseball has even changed so much. Why? Look, you can't take out a second baseman anymore breaking up a double play or a shortstop. I mean, you can't even get near them. Really? It's all because they want people to keep watching. Because these are these are these are marquee players and these are players that bring in the outside people. Now this young man is not bringing anybody in the outside. Now he is. I, I mean, they've changed the game so much, like all games. Let, let, let's look at the NFL. 
The NFL's overtime is a shit show. I, I don't even want to get started on that. But they've changed the past interference rules. They've, they've changed so many rules in the NFL. Uh, targeting, hitting players, hitting un... Uh, you know, when a receiver run, runs over the middle and the quarterback leads him and makes him jump, you know a linebacker is sitting there waiting to just level the boom on him, and they can't do it anymore. Which, I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody saw the uh, play in last weekend's game, but there was a guy who was going for a sack, and he stopped because he knew if he was going to sack him, he was going to fall on top of him which would have then led to a 15-yard roughing the passer penalty because you can no longer land on top of the quarterback. Well, why not? Can't hit a quarterback below the waist? Why not? Alicia, good morning. She says, our, our weekend, my weekend has finally began. Good, good, good. Enjoy. I wonder if all the soccer pussies realize just how dangerous their sport is. Even with the dramatics, those dudes clock heads and break legs all the time, all with no padding apart from their Kotex wings. Look, every game, when it it comes down to it, and you've got world-class athletes running at top speeds, and there's a possibility that they run into each other, it becomes a dangerous game. In baseball, you have a hard projectile coming at you at speeds over 100 miles an hour. Just waiting for them to change that. Hockey, same thing. Basketball, there's been guys that have been taken out. Going up for a layup, you you fucking clip them right in the in the hip, and they go down, hit hard on the hardwood floor. Sports are dangerous. I think that's my main point: is sports are dangerous. Bad things can and have and will happen in sports. But when we start stopping the game because of it, and then stopping and not playing for a week. It's the wrong message to send. It really is. I wish people understood how dangerous football was. I know exactly how dangerous it is. Elementary school dodgeball with the red rubber ball was dangerous. Still is to this day if they allow them to play it. Uh, Stinkfist says, shit, Nick Bosa would be really close to breaking the sack record. However, he's been called for numerous roughing the quarterback penalties because he landed on the quarterback. Exactly. It's a stupid thing. Man, kids are going to get hurt doing whatever. Kids get hurt getting out of bed. Do we ban beds? I know. Don't, don't, don't give them any ideas. God, we are such a soft society. We are so soft. I feel bad for Mr. Hamlin. I I, I want him to to get better. I hope he comes back to the league because he's he's only been in the league two years. You need about three and a half to four years of service in the league to be eligible for the pension. He's not there yet. He's probably never going to play another NFL game. I hope he does. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he gets out of the hospital and rehabs his ass off and he comes back to the NFL. But I doubt he will. 
there is kind of a heartwarming story uh, coming out of all of this, though. Um, and I, I, I like seeing this. It, it's sad it took a tragedy to make this happen. Um, but this guy who had an online charitable fundraiser set up, uh, he wanted to provide kids with Christmas presents. His charity has now received more than $4.1 million in donations since he got hurt. And this is a guy who was a sixth-round pick out of Pittsburgh. And he has a charity set up to, to make sure kids get Christmas presents. And it was, it was doing okay. It, was, it wasn't the greatest, but it was doing okay. And now this tragedy hits, and it's more than $4 million in there. I think that's good. We're headed toward the matrix faster than imagined to avoid danger. We need to be all in pods of goopy fluid in our brains believing whatever we're told to believe. Yep. Heck, I've been at a grade school wrestling tournament. Four matches going on in a gym, and one mat, a little girl was thrown and snapped her arm. The sound was deafening, and it brought the entire gym to silence for over an hour until she was transported to the hospital and an entire tournament of grade school kids continued to wrestle on like true champions. Yes, because that's what you do. People can get hurt wrestling. Shit, man, you, you hear stories about these guys, the, the, these legendary like wrestling and grappling coaches and the moves they can put you in. My daughter donated to his charity last night. That's great. I think that's awesome. I, I think that it's good to, that, that we see a winner coming out of this. It's a shame that his fundraising goal was $2,500. He had raised just uh, under $3,000, which means he hit his goal, which that's great, and now it's up to $4.1 million. I've been to those uh, same wrestling tournaments, and yes, we do. We keep going, yeah. Jen and my son's Taekwondo, if a kid gets hurt, they limp off the mat and put a Band-Aid on it, or their parent massages the muscle. The rest of the class keeps going with lessons the way it should be. Aldo says, good morning, Arnie. Back uh, to your comment on sports being dangerous. My favorite line to say to anybody complaining about life happening is, the world outside your front door is dangerous. It is. Even though, it, Aldo, let me, let me tell you something, Aldo. You keep using that phrase. You keep telling people that, and then know in the back of your head that those are the same people that worry about all the accidents inside their house because the most dangerous place in the world is in your, inside your house. More accidents happen inside the house than anywhere else. But outside the house, it's all out of your control. And that's the big part. The dude was dead on the field, slightly different than a broken bone, Jesus. Well, when, when, when they're scooping up buckets of blood from a hockey goalie who had his jugular caught, cut in, in, in the second period of a game and they go on and they drive a Zamboni over that gigantic blood stain, 
Well, that goalie was about a second away from being D-E-A-D, and there ain't nothing you can do about that when you bleed out. Mage of Consent, good morning to you, my friend. Aldo Jr. says, holy shit, you read my mind. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Look, look. I'm not saying that the game necessarily should have gone on the other night because I can't imagine what it's like on an NFL bench to see CPR being done. I think the NFL did the right thing and stopped the game. Absolutely. But here's the problem. The NFL needs a contingency plan. Uh, if I was a hockey ad- advertiser, I'd be pissed because they're bleeding all over my ad on the ice. So his dad, I raised four sons all now in their 20s, all wrestled from kindergarten through high school, some of the best times weekend wrestling tournaments. Uh, again, Dale Earnhardt died in NASCAR race next week. Yes, the greatest. The greatest died. There will never be another intimidator. They went on the next week. The NFL should go on. Now, if they don't, then they don't. There ain't nothing I can do about it. I can just voice my displeasure with it. And I will. But once again, sports are dangerous. And if you don't like what the NFL does, is look, look, I'm not going to probably like what the NFL does. I think Roger Goodell's a scumbag. I will be shocked if there if there are no games this week. I, I will be very, very shocked. I'll be shocked, but I won't. Let me put it that way. If they move everything back a couple weeks, what does that do? What gives the team a little bit of extra time to, to deal with this? Okay. But but what does that do? Like, like that—that's the confusing part for me. I, I, I'd, I'd say play this week. It'll go on as soon as they see a revenue drop. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, got home before the storm started. Okay, uh, I second that. I only wrestled one year in middle school, uh, but I look back fondly at the meets and tournaments I took part in. Yeah, I mean, look. I think it's great this guy's charity is doing so well now. I think that's awesome. I'm sorry it took an event like this to make that happen, but it, it did, and now they're going to benefit from it, and, and that's good. I think he's going to probably make it through this. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor. But I hope he makes it through it, and I hope he comes back to the league, really. I mean, I, I want it to be full circle. But the NFL needs to get some kind of contingency plan in place. So there you go. All right. Now, let's talk about this monkey fucking a football, shall we? Which is also known as our House of Representatives. Kevin McCarthy. Uh, th- this guy has been, he's, he's wanted to be the speaker ever since Nancy Pelosi said she was stepping down. Um, he's going to be a Republican from Bakersfield. He became the first majority uh, party. 
leader in a century to fail to secure the speakership. I mean, I just... On the second ballot, he attracted zero additional votes and lost support on the third ballot. As Representative By- Byron uh, Donalds of Florida switched his vote from McCarthy to Jim Jordan out of Ohio, the reality is Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes, so they're going to vote again. Now, now, watching all this happen yesterday, I'm glad I was in a, a, out and about because this is truly, truly the, the thing that I fear in, in, in our government. Do you see what happens? Now, the, the Republicans can't even come together to get a fucking Speaker of the House. And yet we're considering them uh, to fix all the problems in our country. By the way, same thing would have happened with Democrats. This is the, this is the part that, that just makes you just scratch your eyes and go, what the fuck are they doing? You assholes, the rest of the world is watching this. We're turning into, we've seen all these fucking, you know, parliamentary meetings from, you know, China where they get into fights with each other, literal fist fights with each other. And watching yesterday, it was, it was just more of the same of that shit. We're America. We are better than those other countries. Yes, that's a very xenophobic thing to say, but I don't care. I'm xenophobic. We are better than those countries. And yet here we are, monkeys fucking a football. I was in construction, building alarm, patio cover. My boss was cutting a piece of metal, chopped off. Uh, had a tooth missing on the blade. It caused a piece of metal to fling around, cut his whole palm open. Uh, we finished building the job. We never stopped. There's blood all over the cover. Finished, told me, washed off the blood. I learned a lot that day at a young 18. Yep. And yet he stands firm. Fuck. I think he's unpacking boxes in the speaker's office. Like, oh, yeah, he moved in already. No, Jen, you're right. He did move in. He moved in like two days ago. Now. Lauren Boebert, this is a crazy gal from Colorado, who's, who's pretty hot, by the way, too, um, said she didn't vote for Kevin McCarthy to become House Speaker because he rejected a common-sense proposal put forth by herself and two colleagues that would have addressed border security and term limits. Now, let me just tell you, let me just tell you, I can't believe that there is an actual representative of the United States of America that would actually address term limits. Uh, Bobert told uh, uh, the reporter, she and two other colleagues offered McCarthy a proposal that would have allowed him to reach the 218 threshold needed for the majority but he refused. 
common sense things like putting forward a border security bill, putting forward a term limits bill, having a measure in place to where any members of Congress who offers an amendment to reduce the federal debt, well, that's made in order. Okay, first of all, first of all, you're never, ever going to get anyone in the Congress to vote on a term limit thing. Term limits are going to have to be done by the people for the people because they ain't going to stand for that. People like Nancy Pelosi or Dianne Feinstein would never agree to fucking any kind of term limits. How do you think Nancy Pelosi has gotten so rich off a $200,000 a year job? But I also say bravo Republicans. Sure, it's a shit show and should have settled uh, yesterday. But good for them standing up and saying, nope, not this guy. I know he's a piece of shit, and I just can't find someone better. There has to be one of us better than him. There has to be. Jeffrey's got 199 votes. Fuck, Jeffrey's got more votes than McCarthy. They continue the votes today. We'll continue to see more of this shit show happen today. Other than her husband's insider trading deals, that's exactly how they, she's become worth over almost $200 million. <laughs> how about Dan Crenshaw's speaker? Instead of gavel, he can wield a cutlass and go, arg. That would be awesome. But I don't think he's throwing his name. Uh, the, only, the only people that... The, the, the things I see are McCarthy, others got 19. I they, they need to figure this out because, like I said, the rest of the world is watching. The rest of the world takes note of all this. I mean, they've been watching, you know, Captain Football Fucker himself, Joe Biden, ruin things for the last two years. By the way, Joe Biden's planning some kind of memorial service or some kind of bullshit service on January 6th. Didn't do one last year, though. I find all these topics, they, our, our politicians are just ruining our country. Just ruining it. And yet we still keep voting back these same people. By the way, the, um, the Idaho suspect is on his way to Idaho to face murder charges and the, the slaying of four college students. I saw a video yesterday. Um, he was at one of the memorial services. Not the actual, like, burial service, but they had, like, you know, a, a, a citywide meeting inside a, a gym or something, and you can see him walking around the gym. That's just sickening. I wonder if the fucktard Republicans in Congress realize that they can elect a speaker. People will see them as increasingly weak and fragmented and less likely to vote for them. No, no, they, Ogre, come on. 
they're too narcissistic to, to even think about what the people think about because they're going to do what they want to do. And it doesn't matter that they have an R in front of their name or a D in front of their name. As soon as they get elected to this high of an office of a House of Representatives or Senators, they don't care what people think anymore. The only time they care what people think is when they're doing their bullshit, glad-handing, fucking shaking hands around the country, kissing babies. That's the only time they seem like they care. And by the way, just newsflash, they don't care then either. They care about their narrative and they care about their agenda. These are the people that are running our country. Did I hear this correctly? McCarthy moved in to fuck? Yeah, oh yeah, he moved in. He moved in. Am I? What the hell is going on with my microphone? Oh, I hope this mic isn't going out. Oh boy. Uh oh. This is not good. All right. That sounds better. Government gridlock is my love language. No shit. I mean, it's become all of our languages. What is happening with... Check, 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 check. Uh Uh-oh. Check. I don't know what's happening. Can everybody hear me okay? Because now I've... I've... Hold on a second. Let's see. You can hear me. Can you hear me in both ears? Okay, mic sounds fine to us. All right, well, let's see. It's going to be tough because it keeps going out in the right side of my ear. I don't know if that's my headphones. I don't know if that's the board. I don't know. But we'll just keep going on, and Jesus, that fucking sounds terrible to me. I got to take the damn headphones off. (sighs) I don't need to get new headphones. That fucking sucks. All right, here, let's see. Can I flip that one? Yeah, I can flip that and just wear it like that. All right. We'll keep going. Wait a second. AOC floats coalition government in the House of Representatives. Uh, Far-left progressive raised the possibility that the Republicans may have to enter into negotiation with Democrats after he failed to win the majority. I do not believe that Kevin McCarthy has the votes. I believe that a lot of the opposition to him is very personal. I believe his leadership style is in incompatible with a lot of Republican members. So the question is, is there any caucus that can build this consensus? If there isn't, McCarthy's team may have to come to the Democratic Party, and if that's the case, fuck you. Shut up. Nobody asked you anything. Oh, I could be having a stroke. Okay. That, That would be fantastic. Um... All right. Let's see what else we got in this segment. One more, oh, one more. Guess who got re-sworn in yesterday? Woo! Ron DeSantis re-sworn in in Florida yesterday. Um, by the way, Mrs. DeSantis, fucking smoke show. Whoa. Good Lord, she wore a green dress. Hey, green stands for the horny color. Well, you got three kids. I don't know how Ron DeSantis has time to run the government when he's married to that chick. Make her our first lady again. Come on now. (laughs) 
Let's see. Uh, the campaign, the inauguration team, rent 3,000 people attended. Uh, you sound fine. Okay, good. Uh, there he is. There she is holding the Bible. Oh, man. Uh, he's going to run for president. We, we, we pretty much know that. Mm. Put her up against fucking Jill. Boy, she's going to slam Jill. Uh, all right, seven seven five three five seven fans. I'm gonna try to fix these headphones a little bit because yeah, I'm having a hard time. Um, seven seven five three five seven fans. Arnie Radio One at Gmail dot com. We didn't know the times were lean Around our house the grass was green It didn't seem like things were all that bad I bet we walked a thousand miles Chopping cotton and pushing plows And learning how to give it all we had As life went on and years went by I saw the light in daddy's eyes And felt the love in mama's hand they kept us warm and kept us fed and Taught us how to look ahead Now looking back I understand We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Those fertile fields are never far away We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Leaving home was the hardest thing we ever faced Sunday mornings rolled around We dressed up in hand-me-downs Just in time together with the church Sometimes I think how long it's been And how it impressed me then It was the only day my daddy wouldn't work We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Those fertile fields are never far away Walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Leaving home was the hardest thing we ever faced We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Those fertile fields are never far away We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Leaving home was the hardest thing
laid out on my lap Now there's not too many places that I ain't been But the one place I love best Is spread all over the West And I'm trying to figure how to get back home Back home again. 
she don't understand him But she does the best that she can Now this a good-hearted woman Loving a good-time man She's a good-hearted woman In love with a good-time man She loves me in spite of my wicked ways That she don't understand Through teardrops and laughter The past of this world and hand A good-hearted woman Loving a good time in man She's a good-hearted woman In love with a good time in man She loves me in spite of my Mickey Mouse ways She don't show's got more ass on it than a public toilet. Probably more diseases, too. The Arnie State Show. Call 775-357-FANS. All right, I'm back. Uh, hopefully you can hear me. I can hear myself out of my left ear, not my right ear. Though. Yeah, well, whatever. God forbid they build fucking headphones that last for more than a goddamn year anymore. Uh, Straight Fire says Arnie. If there was a radio station that played the music like you play music, it would be badass. Oh, it'd be the greatest station in the world. Let me just tell you. I mean, I mean, come on. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Country music is dead. Country, country, the the country genre, and as much as I love country music, country music is dead. Rock and roll, dead. You know why? Because everybody had instead of singing what's real, and and what what means something to them. Everything now has to have a message. Everything now has to have a fucking cause to it. When David Lee Roth was singing, he was singing about getting pussy. It's that simple. And then groups like fucking Papa Roach came around and said, I need to sing about issues because my daddy never hugged me enough. Even Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit formed because they were bullied in high school. And Fred Durst has been notoriously said saying that they, they got upset because they noticed that bullies liked their music. It doesn't matter who likes your fucking music. People like your music, then do it. Country music used to be songs that had stories in them. Now, now it's just fucking buckle bunnies going down to the creek, getting in a truck bed and drinking some fucking, you know, Coors Lights. That ain't country music. And, and, and rock and roll ain't talking about your issues and working them out. Rock and roll is simple. Rock and roll talks about partying, doing drugs, and getting pussy. The end. You want to hit? You want to write a fucking hit song? You write about pussy. Uh, let's see. Uh, I miss the era of drink beer and get chicks era of rock music. Yeah, I mean that's what it was. 
Happy Hump Day, Douglas. Right back at you, my friend. Oh, wait, hold on. Got to do the right way there. Hump Day! Hump Day! Hump Day! Um, let's see. Donald says, good morning, Arnie and Ass family. Time for some new cans. Oh, don't call them cans. God. Oh, it's a phrase I hate. Oh, got to get some new cans. They're headphones. They're not cans. But I appreciate it. Um... See, country music today is a guy with twang in his voice, and the 38 special is the band. Bring back the halftime beat. No shit. They, uh, look, I like 38 special. There's nothing wrong with 38, but they had a place, and it was called the 70s, and they made Michelob light commercial, or they, you know, where the bull charged in. That wasn't Michelob. Was, what was that? That was Schlitz. Schlitz malt liquor. No, look, look. You want to get me started on a music tangent? I, I am just... And there's, there is, there are country artists out there. There are a lot of new great country artists out there. Here, here, I'm, let, let's do this. Let, let, let's do this to start 2023. You want good new country music? Okay, I, I, I have a few uh, ideas for you. Number one is this guy. This guy is the greatest, and if his vocal cords ever heal, then. <laughs> Said, son, I can sing a little bit more clear. Said, your voice might be too genuine. Song's a little too sincere. Can you sing a little more about outlaws and the way things used to be? Told me you just worry about writing them songs. Leave everything else to me. Here we go. I mean, it, that right there, it, that, that's the song, Life Ain't Fair and the World is Me. Fantastic artist. I love Sturgill Simpson. There's another guy out there who I just recently found, and I played him yesterday. His name is Tyler Childress. I like this guy, but they, they, they label him as Americana. See, country music now is this, is this gigantic machine, and allegedly there is a huge country artist that is going through a gender change. I don't know who it is yet. I'm still working on it. Um, but it, it's a machine. You get stuck in this machine, and then all of a sudden you're 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 glammed up. You sound different. You sound th- this guy. This is country music to me right here. Country music has a lot of Jesus in there, and this song. There's no other song that touched me the way this song touched me last year. Give me that old time screaming and shouting. Go up. Tell it on the mountain, faith too strong to be left out in way of trying God. I don't need the pills you take just to feel the spirit moving. Brother, I ain't slept in vain. Loving, loving. This song, this is the one that got me. Take the ribbon from your hair. Shake it loose and let it fall Dancing soft against my skin Like the shadows on walls Now, now you might you, you go, wait a second, I've heard that song before. Yeah, it's this one Take here. Take the ribbon from your hand You don't like his voice, huh, Shake Derek? Shake it okay. loose and let it fall I love Tyler Chili. And then there, there are my, my true favorite band in country music right now. 
is this little band out of Oklahoma. Yes, I know, they're from Oklahoma. But man, oh man, I don't think there's a better country band out there right now. And it's a band called the Turnpike Troubadours. The song about Jesus made was uh, Tyler Childress. Well, I was working on the KCS rail line. Well, Katie was the girl down the street. Well, I took her to a dance on the 4th of July. Tyler Childress won uh, Americana Artist of the Year this year. They did some, and he he accepted the award. He goes, I don't know what Americana is because I'm a country artist. Uh, the name of that song is the uh, the Way of the Triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Way of the Triune God. It's my it, still right now. It's my that one in the Kansas City Southern that I just played are probably my two favorite songs. Um, there's also a young lady out there who, this gal, I tell you what, this gal burst on the scene, and she's kicking ass, and I'm afraid they're going to ruin her, and her name is Morgan Wade, and she, pff, man, you want to... <laughs> Finally lost my mind. The this is a real country song. Wait, wait, you hear her voice in this. You hear her crying. I was out of my head as I climbed in your bed and I thought I found something real. You were asleep. I could feel you breathe. I still love how that. Made me feel I am not much of anything You will always be everything much more country than that i mean in and uh somebody asked me do you like the singer that they feature on yellowstone no no i i gotta say that tyler uh the taylor taylor sheridan was probably fucking that chick that chick is awful oh i oh no i couldn't stand the uh the fella on that show that ryan bingham fella he's a country artist too he the the walker fella the white hat fella he's not too bad Love Tyler and Sturgill. All these band singers are on my daily mixes. Morgan Wade is cool. She's got my attention because she's doing the sober thing as well. Yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, good for her. Good for her. But country music and rock music, I mean, I can't even play a new rock. The last new rock music I played, uh, who was it? Oh, it? oh, I know who it was. Um, 
the last good one. Oh, what the hell was the name of that fucking band? Now I gotta find the fucking band. Uh, it was Edward Van Halen's son, Eddie Van Halen's son, uh, Wolfgang. He had, they have an album out. I used to have the song. I think they were in Mammoth or something. Not Maroon 5. God, no. Mammoth, Van Halen. Here we go. Uh, this. I know what's missing there. I, I I can tell you what's missing. They need a lead singer that's got balls. Look, look no no offense to 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 young Mr. Van Halen there, um, Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh, I like his music, I, but they need they need a singer that's got balls. And, and I mean that band Van Halen. They used to have a couple singers that had balls. I mean, we got this one right here. See, what we've done is we've we've resorted into going into the the pop everything is is going towards the pop world where you hear voices like this. This is what they're turning everything into and it it's really really sad. I mean is this one it? Here I am waiting. I'll have to leave soon. Why am I? Jesus, I think I just got a UTI. On. We knew this day. I mean, that's fucking ballless right there. I if I hear rock music, I want to eat. Here you go. You want to know who the perfect lead singer of a rock band is? I'll tell you who the perfect singer is. Right here. There is no one better. No one better. Then this fact. God save the queen. Lemmy. Give me more lead singers like Lemmy. Who admit to smoking crystal meth. That's what I want. I want my lead singers in rock bands to fucking OD before a show. That's what I want. I don't want I don't want some vanilla, you know, run-of-the-mill guy leading a rock band with a oh uh the, the Tears of Jupiter and shit like that. Now I like the song Tears 
of Jupiter or Jumps of Jupiter, whatever the fuck it is. I don't mind that song. It's fine. But it's not ballsy. It's not fucking... It, rock music is supposed to fucking kind of get you fired up. Wolfgang will get Gary Sharon. <laughs> For the first time ever, we can say today's music sucks and has nothing to do with our age, like our parents and theirs. It's horrible today. Oh, I uh, let me just say... Um, uh, where is it? Where do I have it? Uh, oh, wait. First one of the new year. Congratulations. You get the first one. Correct the mundo. Never cut off another human growing on your face. That's rock star shit. Exactly. Scott Weiland took your advice. Now he's dead. Scott Weiland, great lead singer. And see, what happened to that band? You remember there was a, a band out there, and I played them on the show a couple times. They had the sons of Scott Weiland slash uh, Robert Trejo. His son was in that band. See, this is why, this is why, I, I will say it, the greatest rock and roll singer ever. Well, I don't know, it, ever. Uh, the one with the most balls has got to be this man right here. And, and look, I, I'm sorry, I just... No, it wasn't Velvet Revolver. They had another name. Velvet Revolver was Scott Weiland. Maybe his son took over Velvet Revolver, and I didn't know, but. They got too fucked up. They sounded like garbage. They still want a good show. Chris Cornell a couple times. One of them said he was a total letdown. He sounded like shit, and that's. No, the great. Chris Cornell had a great voice, but. Let's see. Who else do I think is. Oh, well, there's one guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's one guy that you cannot, uh, this guy right here. Let, let, let's just do it, shall we? I guarantee he would still be in front of people. Well, it's 8 o'clock in Boise, Idaho. Him on stage with that fucking terrible cowboy hat. I'm limo driver, Mr. Take Us to the Show. Oh, his patchy beard. That's rock and roll. That's rock and roll. If you ask me what's rock and roll, I'll say that's rock and roll. You ask me what's country music, I'll tell you what's country music. Um, right here. Well, they call me the fireman. That's my name. Where's Tool? Uh, let's see. Uh, get past their long-ass intros. Now, if you ask me, and, and I know that Rolling Stone just went out. You know what? Let's do that. Let, let, since, uh, since my headphones have thrown me into a weird mood today now, now I'm ready to talk. Okay, Rolling Stone, top 200 singers of all time. This list has been talked about, and I have not talked about it because the top 10 is just a fucking, it, it, it's, a, it's a shit show beyond shit shows. We'll, we'll go, we're, we're, give, me, give me the... 
20 to 1. All right, we'll, we'll go number 20, Marvin Gaye. Okay, I think he belongs a little higher. Number 19, Frank Sinatra, way higher. Come on. The, uh, Blue Eyes himself? I mean, come on. Frank? Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wandering in the night. Oh. All right, let's see. Uh, 18, Celia Cruz. Okay, whatever. Number 17. 17? 17 on this list? Are you out of your fucking mind, Rolling Stone? You are out of your fucking mind. Saying that this guy is the 17th greatest singer. Wise men say only fools rush in. But I. Uh, Arnie, remember Rolling Stone is being written by dumb kids now. Yeah, oh, I'll agree with that completely. Uh, let's see. Uh, 16, Prince. Prince at 16? You you are kidding me. Number 15 is Bob Dylan. I think that's about, oh, dear God. Holy shit. Oh, fuck you in the ass. I've seen the top 10, and I know this guy's not in the top 10, but to say he's number 14, I guess the people at Rolling Stone have never heard this song. Hate Queen, in my opinion, overrated. That's okay, but you, you can't argue that Freddie Mercury is, is the greatest frontman in rock and roll history. Uh, we used to play a game on this show, and we can still play that game. You can build a four-piece band, but you can only use one member from any band. My band would be Eddie Van Halen on guitar, Freddie Mercury lead singer. Uh, I'll, either, fuck, I'll put Lars. No, yeah, I'll put Lars. No, 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 no. I'll put Tommy Lee. On, on drums, and then I'll put um, Cliff Burton on bass. Boom. And that's a band right there. Who's number one? Chad Kroger from Nickelback? Mm, well, we'll see. Patsy Cline, 13. I'm going to start crying here soon. Number 12, John Lennon. Okay. 
Really, 11 is Little Richard. They have Little Richard above Elvis. You have got to be out of your fucking mind. You know why? You know, I'm going to tell you why. Little Richard was great. I'm not going to take anything away from Little Richard. But goddamn, James Brown was a lot better. You cannot deny the fact that James Brown. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. Way better than fucking Tutti Fruity. Neil Pert on drums. Oh, there you go, straight fire. I'll, Neil Pert on drums, and then I can put Cliff Gerton there. Okay, good. Perfect call. Stones better than Beatles? Okay. Al Green, 10th. Otis Redding, 9th. I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with Beyonce being 8th. Yeah. I know Celine Dion wasn't even on the list. Beyonce at eight is a crime. Stevie Wonder at seven? No. Ray Charles at six. I love Ray Charles. Ray Charles is one of my favorite artists. I actually got to see Ray Charles perform at the Nugget in Reno uh, with my dad. He made sure that I got to see him because he was a piano player, and my dad always loved piano players. Um, well, I got a woman. Way over town, that's good to me. Oh, yeah. Say, I got a woman. Is Adele on the list? God damn it. Is Adele on the list? Uh, fuck. I, I don't know. We're going to have to go over the whole list, but Mariah Carey's fifth, Billie Holiday fourth. Hello. Yes, hello. How are you? Nice to see you. It's me. Mm hmm. I was wondering if after all these no, years you'd like to... Thank you. Appreciate it, though. Post Malone's your favorite. No, God, no. Uh, Mom played Ray Charles all the time. Love him. You can't see Stevie Wonder at seven. <laughs> Neither can he. Uh, number two is Whitney Houston. Number one, Aretha Franklin. I don't have a problem with Aretha Franklin. You know the best story about Aretha Franklin? This is my favorite thing. There's a documentary out, and if you're a big music person, like I'm a big music guy, I highly recommend a documentary called Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals is a city in Alabama, and people do not believe this when I tell them this, but then they look it up and they watch this. Aretha Franklin. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me get some Aretha here. Hmm. Let's see. My favorite thing about Aretha Franklin is she would only record in Muscle Shoals. Why? Because the pickers there were the best in the world. And you can see old pictures of these old fucking hillbillies in their fucking overalls, their bib overalls, picking and grinning for fucking Aretha Franklin. 
the 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 driving beat behind the greatest singer in R and B history are a bunch of rednecks from Alabama. That to me is fantastic. Now let's see. Uh, Al, Al Sharpton's a big fan. Oh, Al Sharpton knew her. I mean, come on. You know, Al Sharpton says. So, in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R E S P I C T. You idiot. All right. Willie Nelson, 54th. Go eat a bag of dicks. Mick Jagger, 52. Let's see. Uh, it's 51 through there. Barry White, Brian Wilson, Lady Gaga's 58. George Michael, 62. Robert Plant, 63. Bajork is on the list. The chick who wore a swan around her. That's just stupid. Hold on a second here. I want to go 21 through... Louis Armstrong. I want to see Kurt Cobain. They got it 36. That blows my mind. <laughs> David Bowie, 36. I'm not big. Luther Vandross, 31. Number 30 is Hank Williams Sr. Dolly Parton, 27. The Possums, 24th. Are you kidding me? Yes, uh, the aforementioned fat chick from Great Britain, she's 22nd. Elton John, let's see. Marvin Gaye, let's see. Haven't seen Sir Elton. Did those. Um. Hmm. Roy Orbison, 70th. Patti LaBelle down there. Wilson Pickett, 76. Bruce Springsteen, 77. Chris Cornell, 80th. Let that one sink in. Steve Perry, 82nd. Amy Winehouse, 83rd. Johnny Cash, 85th. These people at Rolling Stone are fucking blathering idiots. Michael Jackson, 86. Selena. Oh, you got to put Selena on the list. This is Chuck Berry, 96th. I haven't seen Conway yet. Boy, Conway better be on this list somewhere. Bob Marley. That's terrible. Elton John, number 100. Wow. Um, Ozzy Osbourne, 112. The Weeknd is on this list after, what, three albums? Aaron Neville, 104. Taylor Swift, 102. Bono, 140th. Merle Haggard, 138. Yeah, Axel, 134th. Look, look, I'll put Merle above Axel every day of the week. 
Loretta Lynn, 132nd. I just have to stop. Courtney Love, they have higher than Loretta Lynn. Really. 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 I, I, now, now we have a, a gauging point here. Number 130 is Courtney Love. So everybody after that is worse than her. Let's see. George Strait, 156. George Strait is after Courtney Love. Really? No. Uh Uh-uh. No. Not on a plant. No. A man with more number one hits than any other singer on the earth is not 156th. Mariah Carey was like fifth. Uh, If they put, they better put Donina Sparks of L7 on that. I have not seen that name yet. All right, let's keep going. This is this, this list. Brenda Lee, 161. Ronnie James Dio, 165. Remember, these are all people worse than Courtney Love. I'm waiting until I see it. Buddy Holly, worse than her. Okay. Iggy Pop, worse than her. I haven't seen Reba McIntyre's name on here yet. Bob Seger, worse than Courtney Love. Mm. There's a lot of names on here. Kelly Clarkson's on this list. That's terrible. Billie Eilish is on the list at 198. Come on. She's had a cup of coffee in the damn music businesses. I did not see James Hetfield or Dave Mustaine. I did not see any rappers on the list, so Eminem's not really there. By the way, here you go. Here's the entire list. Y'all can peruse it yourselves. I've been wanting to do this, and I'm glad that we took this off-road to do it, um, as shitty as it is. That, that's the worst list I've ever seen in my life. Everyone should be fired. That works at that terrible magazine. Now, speaking of terrible and speaking of people that should be fired, um, <laughs> Ogre says, no pit bull, what a crime. Disappear like Banksy, from ocean to ocean, sea to sea, I'm something that you gotta see. I'm 305 till I die too, Bear Pitbull. Um, let's see, 96, that's a joke. Yep. Uh, the no, uh, no, the SNL cast ratings were the worst. Tina Fey, number one, my ass. No, number one would either be Farley or Belushi, in my opinion. I hate their list does not feel like it represents true singers. Highlights, not so good ones. Skips over some of the most iconic voices of our time. A list without Celine Dion but with Billie Eilish is bullshit. Yeah, oh, you're right. 100%. Now, anybody have trouble last week flying? 
Glad we weren't traveling because I'd probably be in jail right now. Southwest Airlines is being sued by passengers after failing to provide refunds to thousands of people they left stranded over the holidays. By the way, there's a lot going on with this story that I need to ask, and I have questions. Um, we all watched the news last week and saw the, the I mean, I didn't watch a lot of it. I watched some local news, but the national stuff, not until Thursday. But the Southwest thing, it was everywhere. So I, I saw it, of course. And seeing all these people stuck in airports and they don't have their luggage, but there are thousands of luggage in airports. Um, do we not remember that thing that happened in 2001? No problem flying. The cocaine was bunk. Uh, do we not remember what happened in 2001? Remember that little terrorist attack? <laughs> terrorist attack happened on American soil. They used our planes against us. And they changed all kind of rules with the airlines. And one of the main rules they changed was this one. Your bag doesn't fly without you. Meaning that if you check a bag in and you don't show up for the flight or you don't make the flight, they take your bag off. But I have to say that uh, through all my research, um, that is no longer the case. No, no. The... uh, I don't understand how we can we're, – we're, we're pretty much sending a message to all terrorists right now saying, hey, hey, terrorists, um, if you're not paying attention, you can go ahead and put a dirty bomb on a plane. You buy a ticket and then not show up, and the plane will blow up midair, but, but the bag, you're not on it. I don't understand it. I, I don't understand why Southwest had such an issue last week or two weeks ago. I hear it's because of their fucking antiquated system where they don't have planes in certain places. How is it in the year of our Lord of 2023, with technology as good as it is, why are are companies still doing antiquated systems? Why is it that I, I don't understand why, like, Southwest has, they fly all over the world, but we'll keep this to America. Why don't they have planes that are in, in, in groups that are specifically for one area, like the West Coast, and one for the Midwest, and one for the East Coast? Why can't they do stuff like that? Because when you looked at it last week, Southwest Airlines one day had 2,500 2, canceled flights, while United... American, and Delta had a combined 400. Huh. That doesn't seem to make any sense to me. Oh, by the way, the next day, they also had another 2,000 canceled flights already. So in two days, they had almost 5,000 canceled flights Yet the other major airlines had 400 total. 
Hmm. When we went to Cancun in November, we were told uh, from our travel agent that Southwest did not fly there. We have a credit card with them, so we had to use our American Airlines. We land in Cancun, and what plane do we see at the airport? That's right, Southwest. Of course. Wait, hold on a second here. Southwest, Derek, hold on a second here. Let's do something here. Southwest Airlines. All right, let's see. Uh, depart, arrive. Uh, well, look at that. Wow, but Derek, I, I don't know. You, you need to go to your travel agent and sue the shit out of him because I can. Let's see. Uh, I'll go the 6th through the 8th. Okay. Uh, depart date, return date. We'll go the, uh, the 8th. Search. Wow, look at that. Man, oh, man. Um, let's see. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten departing flights from Dallas to Cancun. Well, I tell you what, Derek, if I Derek, fucking uh, let me fly to town with you when you go to your fucking travel agent. I mean, Derek, here you go. I, I'm I'm giving you the ammo right here, buddy. There it is. <laughs> I mean, it was that easy. I just I, I could book a flight to Cancun right now if I wanted to. I don't want to because, well, I'm never going to Canada, to Mexico again. But wow, yeah, you should call her out. You should fucking use whatever it cost you. You need to get that shit refunded. Uh, the answer to your question of why uh, they still have this at Southwest Arnie is the good old bottom line. Yeah, yeah, I mean. You know, <sighs> glad we've gone down this road. We as Americans haven't, <sighs> haven't the last two years, we've put up with a lot of shit since 2020. We have put up with a lot of shit. And companies like Southwest Airlines should be going out of their way. Uh, uh, n- not just Southwest, but all airlines. Because remember, the airlines, they didn't stop flying when, when COVID happened. The American people have put up with a lot of shit in the last two years. And it's time to start rewarding the American people. And I don't mean by giving them lump sums of money from the government, things like that. No, what you need to do is one simple thing. This is all you have to do to make Americans happy, to a majority of Americans. You're still going to have, you know, malcontents and shit like that. But there's one thing you can do. Do your fucking job. That's it. Show up to work and do your job. That's all we ask. I don't ask that you go in above and beyond. Hey, if you do, great. Thank you. But do your fucking job, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I didn't even know anything about it until we got uh, in Cancun. My wife was like, what the hell? And I was like, "What?" She, our travel agent said Southwest didn't come here, but there's their planes. Yeah, Southwest flies there all the time. That's a travel agent not doing her job. 
obviously your travel agent gets a kickback from, well, you said you flew American. She obviously gets a kickback somehow from American or her package that she wanted to, look, look this way you don't go through travel agents, but that's just me. Last time I used a travel agent, they flew us to the wrong city in Oregon, and I had to drive six hours south to go to North Bend. True story. Going to play golf at Bandon Dunes. All you golfers out there know that that's a big place. Bandon Dunes is right on the ocean, right on the coast, and it's in North Bend, Oregon. Well, North Bend, Oregon is in the southeastern or southwestern part of the state. Bend, Oregon is in the north part of the state. Now, why North Bend to South Bend, I still have no idea. I blame it on Oregon. And our travel agent flew us into Bend. We got off there. We saw what the elevation, the elevation was like fucking 2,300, you know, feet above sea. And we were like, wait a second, we're supposed to be playing next to the ocean. And they're like, oh, you're far away from the ocean. We rented a car and drove, had to drive six hours south. Thanks to our travel agent. Being an idiot. That's crazy. We've used her in the past, and she's always been good to us. I don't know what she did to you here, but she fucked you over here. That sucks. At least you had probably a good time still. I hope you had a good time. But, yeah, Southwest is being sued over all the shit they did last week and not telling people that their planes were canceled until they showed up at the airport. You can't do that. Come on, Southwest, you're better than that. You're a, you're a Texas company. You're way better than that. I expect more out of you. Hell, you can't even pump your own gas in Oregon. That's the weirdest thing in the world. I experienced that once. I even got out of the, and everybody told me, and I, I wasn't thinking. I, it was when we were moving up to Seattle. I had to drive through Oregon, and I'll never forget getting out of my car, and the guy was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, oh, that's right, sorry. He pumped the gas, and I'm like, this is stupid. And across the street was a pornography place. Of course, I checked it out. They didn't have anything very good, but, you know, whatever. Definitely had a great time. The resort was just what she said it would be, but it was amazing. Good, 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 good. Um, all right, let, let's continue on with the uh, – Sam Freed has uh, – this guy has some balls. I tell you what, this guy must know he's fixing to die. The FTX founder, Sam Bankman-Fried. I don't know why a guy has to hyphenate his name. I guess he's afraid of his mother. Um, Pled not guilty to an array of federal charges from defrauding customers and investors in connection with the collapse of his crypto empire. This guy stole more money than fucking Bernie Madoff, and he is claiming to be not guilty. This guy doesn't make it to trial, does he? I mean, that should have been one of my predictions. Yeah, I ran into that once going to Washington. I got out of the car and somebody just came running at me. I was like, can I help you? She's like, how much gas do you want? And I was like, I can get it myself. And she goes, what? You're not allowed. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. I think my lucky stars I flew out on Southwest the day after their system reset. For three days, I kept checking my flight status to see if it was canceled. Luckily, we got a window between the clusterfuck and the atmospheric river over Sacramento. Boy, you did luck out. You had a good travel time. 
Bankman Freed's mother, Barbara Freed, was present in the courtroom. I'm telling you right now, what, what, what's it going to be? Is he going to hang himself? Is he going to accidentally get shot 58 times? Is his face going to be sewn onto a soccer ball? In recent weeks, Mr. Bankman Freed's parents have become the target of intense media scrutiny, harassment, and threats. Consequently, there is a serious cause for concern that the two additional uh, sureties would face similar intrusions on their private... Look, 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 here. Hey, 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 hey. When you come out and you defend your little baby bouncing boy on the fact that he stole billions of dollars from people, of course people are going to be mad. You stole people's retirements. You stole people's nest eggs. You stole people's savings. You stole it. And people are mad at you, and then they're mad at your mother for saying you're not guilty, even though you're guilty as fuck? What? Wait a second. What did you think was going to happen? Did you think you were going to get a parade? Because you admitted to how inept you are and how ugly your girlfriend was? Didn't do the second one yet. I'm betting murder-suicide, he kills his parents and offs himself. Mm. Hillary probably has a meeting with him next week. Boy, if I'm him, I'm not taking anything with a Clinton. Uh-uh. Nope. I'm not even listening to the godfather of funk music. Terrible. Not guilty. I get it. He wants his day in court. He thinks he can get off. He thinks that his mommy and daddy are, are big shot lawyers and that they can talk their way out of this. You scam people out of their retirement savings. And by the way, by the way, Bernie Madoff was a lot slicker than you, and he still got caught. And his, uh, I believe, uh, both of his sons have killed themselves. His wife is in hiding, his ex-wife. He's, Bernie Madoff's now dead, right? Um, uh, this guy's just a piece of shit. They're just waiting. They're just biding their times. Bubba's dreaming of running again because he's panning his ass off while he's asleep. You know, I got to say, there are certain people out in this world that I despise, and, and, and I want to like them. I want to, I, I, or I did like them, and they've turned into such just gigantic pieces of shit. And that's James Corden, the guy who hosts the, the late, late night show on CBS, the guy who comes on after Colbert, Mr. Carpool Karaoke himself. has come out and said he almost landed the lead role in the movie The Whale, 
but he thinks he lost out to Brendan Fraser because he was too young. I have not seen the movie The Whale yet. I guess it's about some real big fat guy or whatever. And Brendan Fraser, it, when they were in the uh, at the Cannes Film Festival, that's that's how you have to say the Cannes Film Festival. It's it, it's like you're cacking up a lung. Cannes. That's how the French say it. The man received a 15-minute standing ovation after the movie. 15 minutes. Now, you might not think that's a long time, but today I want you to... I want you to stand up and clap for 15 minutes straight today and then tell me how long that feels. James Corden could have got the part, but he was too young. How about this? How about instead of throwing your fucking shade and your fucking hate, you say, hey, I was up for that role, but the better man got the fucking role. Brendan Fraser is allegedly going to win every award known to mankind for this. That, that, that's the rumor that's out there. I have no desire to see this film. But when James Corden, I was up for that, I was going to get it, but they said I was too young. No, you're a shitty actor, too. That could be it. You ain't that great of a fucking talk show host, yet you're going to fucking be a great actor. Idiot. So I hear all this, and I haven't seen this toolbag's girlfriend, but has anyone thought of this? Maybe his girlfriend and Jill Biden uh, are the same woman behind the idiots, and they're using them to do all this? Possibly. You haven't, you haven't seen the girlfriend yet? Oh, so is dad. Oh, man. Hold on a second here. Let me see if I can, I can find me a picture. Sam Bank. Girlfriend. Here you go. Woof. Woof. Here you go. There you go. Check her out. I don't know if I'd be willing to lose my life over that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe she did cool stuff with his butt. I don't know. I, it, may, you know, I maybe she would dress up like I don't know a fucking you know a Power Ranger and fuck him. I have no idea. But she is ugly. U-G-L-Y, she ain't got an alibi, she ugly. She ugly. I predict he won't win. How many times does best actor go to the other safe role or diversity award? Yeah, you're right, Ogre. I, look, from what I understand, it, this is not a good year for the, the, the movies. So we'll see. And like I said, I'm probably not going to see this movie anymore. I'm sure Sammy Freed takes a pegging. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a Pegasaurus. Um, Jesus wept. She's a troll. <laughs> oh, hey, let me just say this right now. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The number of children under six overdosing on marijuana edibles Soars a thousand percent since 2017 when it was legalized in the United States. Now, she needs a steak for the dog to play with her. I'm just saying that I've seen Jill, 
look at Joe in interviews, and she just looks like she hates him as much as we all do. Yeah. Um, some kids fall asleep. Others end up vomiting with brief uh, breathing difficulties. I, I know that it's hard to, you can't really OD from weed. But more than 3,000 kids accidentally eat cannabis-laced candy annually now. And why do they do that? Well, I'm just look, look. They put it in can. They put it in packaging that looks like it's for kids. They do this to sell it. It's a marketing ploy. They're not. They're. They don't market it to kids. But Bubba, you okay? Bubba, you all right? Hey, hey, pal. You get some water. I think I gave him my cold. Mm. And I just want to say, it's fucking medicine. They come in very hard to open packages. How in the heck are you leaving medicine out and open for kids to eat them? Because parents are fucktards. Well, let's give out the second one. Correct the mundo. This is something that I was afraid of happening. You know, when they legalized it and they legalized everything, because Jen's absolutely right. It is a medicine. Now, there are a lot of people that, that misuse this medicine along with other medicines that they misuse. Um, I, have, I have done a complete 180 when it comes to uh, marijuana and the benefits that it has for people. I would look at these parents of these 3,000 kids and ask them, do you leave Jack Daniels open and available for your kids? Are you been, have you been drinking out of their sippy cups and then you just leave that sippy cup there and the kid picks it up and downs some JD? This doesn't surprise me at all. Not one iota. And it's not the pot industry. It's not medical marijuana. It's the parents' fault because the parents are a bunch of fucking steaming retards. Oh, we're just going to let this out. Or they get a dose that's too high for them and they eat it and they fall asleep and they leave it sitting there and the little kid says, oh, mommy was eating candy. I'm going to have some now too. Idiots. I hate them now for giving what's a good medicine a bad rap. I fucking hate irresponsible people. Straight Fire says, I have an 18-day vacation from work right now, so I got to try some medicine. Also, it was fucking fantastic medicine, I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I know. I'm, I'm just waiting for an, another batch of my medicine to be sent. I mean, I'm looking at the bags. They, they have, like, Lucky Charms. Star Buds look just like Starbursts. And, and by the way, by the way, you know, the parents can get mad, and they go, oh, a kid should have known better. And the kid doesn't know any better. Look, I'm learning a lot uh, watching uh, little Roscoe grow up. No updates on the, the, the story, the 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 drama that is our lives, nothing to report there. But they don't know any better. They have no idea. 
This is what your your job is to teach them better. Not to leave that shit laying out. So many potheads here. It should be the Arnie State's dude show. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, the phone. Well, wait, wait, wait. I got one more story before we do that. Um, the Japanese government is offering families one million yen a child to leave Tokyo. Uh, Japanese government offers uh, a million yen to a child to leave Tokyo. Okay, fucking hey, I'd take it. Oh, that's only $7,500 per child for families who move out of the greater Tokyo in an attempt to reverse population decline in the regions. So they want to move outside of Tokyo. Well, there ain't nothing outside of Tokyo. Tokyo's cool. You might get to see Godzilla at some point. I don't know. Mage, did you ever see Godzilla? You know, Mage, I think the worst thing you could have ever told me was that you're of Asian descent and you're cool with the, the sound effects and stuff because now I just, you're my go-to. When it comes to things in the Asian peninsula, I'm going to you. You're my go-to man. No, dude, where's my show? Yeah, Mage says, nope, nope, he never saw Godzilla. So there you go. All right, phone number, 775-357-FANS, Radio one at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler. California.
Listen to the folks, Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low depth, make us so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfadeable, so please don't try to fake this. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand From a young G's perspective And before me digger the bitch, I have to find a contraceptive You never know, she could be earning her man and learning her man And at the same time, burning her man Now you know I ain't with that shit, Lieutenant Ain't no pussy good enough to get burned while I'm offended And that's realer than real deal, holy feel And now you hookers and hoes know how I feel Well, if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff It's like this and like that and like this, Santa It's like that and like this and like that, Anna It's like this and like that and like this, Santa Drake creep to the mic like a fan Well, I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping But I damn near got caught Cause my beeper kept beeping Now it's time for me to make my impression felt So sit back, relax, and strap on your seatbelt You've never been on a ride like this before With a producer who can rap and control the maestro At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick You know and I know I flow some old funky shit To add to my collection, the selection symbolizes dope Take a tote but don't choke If you do, you have no clue of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do It's like this and like that and like this and uh It's like that and like this and like that and uh It's like this and who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode What a hell of a gangster lean Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard greens It's the capital S-O-S impression Double O-P-D-O-Double-G-Y-D-O-Double-G You see? Showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic Pimping hoes and clacking a grip like my name was Dolomite Yeah, and it don't quit I think they in the mood for some motherfucking G hell shit yeah. So Drake What up, dog? Gotta give them what they want What's that, G? We gotta break them off something Hell yeah And it's gotta be bumping City of Compton Place, so when that show attention Mobbing like a motherfucker but I ain't lynching Dropping the funky shit that's making the sucker niggas mumble When I'm on the mic it's like a cookie they all crumble Try to get close and your ass I get smacked My motherfucking homie doggy dog has got my back Never let me slip cause if I slip then I'm slipping But if I got my Nina then you know I'm straight tripping And I'ma continue to put the rap down, put the Mac down And if your bitches talk shit I have to put the smack down Yeah, and you don't stop I told you I'm just like a clock when I tick and I Sock, but I'm never off, always on till the break of dawn See you when PTO in and the city they call Long Beach Putting the shit together like my nigga D.O.C. No one can do it better like this, that, and this, and uh It's like that and like this and like that and uh It's like this, then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill till the next episode
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Uh, let's see. Um, Foo says, did you get the story I sent you on? Yes, I just got the story that you sent me, and we will get to it here in a second. You walking penis. Um, and you'll understand why I called him a walking penis in just a minute. Uh, not gay ass guy says it's January. Have you heard from Mikey about the NDA expiration? It's January 23rd. That is when I will be recording the next Mikey podcast. Hopefully, if he still wants me, I, I, I'd love to be a part of it. Uh, but that's when that happens on January 23rd is when he can start talking about it. Inquiring minds want to know. I'm sure. Hangtown Jen says you can follow Mikey's show for his update. I think it's coming out this week. Yeah. Derek says, holy crap, I remember when this song came out, California Love. I used to have a loud-ass stereo system in my 63 Impala. Nice. With two 15-inch subwoofers, people could hear that all over Auburn. Amen to that. Uh, Mage says, get some. Keep it coming. More Asian jokes is the better. It's a breath of fresh air for me. I don't hear many jokes anymore because people are scared to get in trouble. So when I hear all the rice-picking, slant-eye, bad-driving, short, good-at-math, small-dick jokes, it makes my soul happy. Thank you, sir. Keep up the great work. Well, you were open Pandora's box there, mage. Holy shit. Fucking A. I will not call you a zipperhead, though. I leave that one for the old-timers. That nip. I don't like those. Like, like when, when, when Pat Rita used to, when he was a stand-up comedian before he became Mr. Miyagi, he was known as the hip nip. That one's a little that, that one's a little far for me. But yeah, you know, everything else, you know, blindfolding with dental floss, all that. You know, standard jokes. Those are all standard. But Mage, man, you you've got a friend in me, friend. I tell you what, if you can take those jokes, you're a good man. See, this is what we used to do. We used to be able to joke like this with people. <laughs> Zipper head is for Koreans. I'm a nip. Look, now look here. Look. Now, now, look, I, I, look, I uh, swoosh, I will get to your story. It's in front of me right now. I have, I have to make a real, look, look, this is going to sound horrible. I don't care that it sounds horrible. At least I'm honest with y'all. How do y'all tell the difference? Like, 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 like when you look at a, the, the Asian population. Yeah, you got your Koreans, you got your Chinese, you got your Japanese. Um, you got your Vietnamese, your, your Filipinos, your can all that. Like, man, I'm lucky. I, uh, this is why I stay with the Pacific Rimmers. That's why I like to use that phrase, because I don't want to get wrong. Like, I can't tell them apart. Like, when they start to talk, you can kind of tell them apart a little bit, maybe, but not really. It's tough. It's tough, but Mage, you have got a place here forever, my friend. And feel free to dish it out on us fat Americans as well, because we can take it too. Uh, all right, Swoosh sent me a story, and the reason why I called him a walking penis is because the story is about Adele. Hello. Yes, hello. How are you? It's me. Yeah, I know how you are, actually. You're fat. I was wondering no. if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I hate you. Um, anyway, she's revealing a diagnosis to her audience during her New Year's Eve performance, the fat singer. 
revealed that she's struggling with a condition making it hard for her to walk. <clears throat> let, me, let me see if I can do my, my perfect uh, impression of her. Blimey's, I have to waddle these days as I have a really bad sciatica. Bitch, you're 34 years old. You ain't got no sciatica. You ain't old enough to have sciatica. Sciatica's for old people like me. If you don't know what sciatica is, it's a pain that originates along your sciatic nerve, nerve that extends from the back of your pelvis down to your thigh. According to John Hopkins, the sciatic nerve is the main nerve in your leg, and it's the largest nerve in your entire body. Well, then stretch that shit out. Actually, Adele is lost. Yes, I know, but she's still fat to me, Pam. She'll always be fat Adele to me. I don't care that she lost all her weight. She's weird looking now. This is why she got problems walking. You know why? Because she's probably got a bony ass. When she sits down, she sits right down on her side nerve. When she was fat, she didn't have that problem. See? Weight loss is bad for you. I said it. I said it. I'll stand behind it. I thought that was the problem that Celine Dion just announced. I had it when pregnant with a 10-pound baby. Good Lord. Um, let's see. She recalled slipping several discs in her back in 2021 uh, uh, when she was 15 from sneezing. Blimey, I was in bed, and I sneezed, and my fifth one flew out. In January, I slipped my sixth one, my L6, and then when I had my C-section, my core was useless, she said. I've been in pain my, in my back for my whole life. Well, you're a fucking singer. You got people who can buy you fucking drugs? Take drugs. Hell, Elvis was in pain. He took drugs. He's the king. <laughs> Arnie, if you get another computer, will it be Adele? So many jokes. No, no, I will never do that. And I will never tell you people that. But, yes, I did get your story, and now I've read it, that she's dealing with sciatic nerve issues, and that means she's going to start sitting during all her shows. Or as Sean Connery would say, she's going to shit while she sings. I don't want to see a singer shitting. I want to see her standing out there. I don't want to see her shit all over the stage. God love Sean Connery. His ability to be able to curse on television, that's phenomenal. Uh, for all my lottery players out there, hey, guess what? It wasn't hit last night. Mega Millions is at $940 million. Didn't they just? The, didn't the last one go over a billion? You know, I, I blame it on climate change. Yeah, yeah, we would not be seeing these big jackpots if it weren't for climate change. Uh, your odds of winning are 1 in 302.6 million. So you know how they say you can't win. Oh, I'm sorry. That phrase goes on. Oh, I'm, I, that's my phrase. My phrase is lottery. You can't win. Their phrase is you can't win if you don't play. Oh, okay. Does anyone know how an active performer she is, like Madonna or Beyonce? Is she more like... I think she probably walks around stage. 
sniffing something. She used the Coke to get skinny, and the sciatic nerve issue is going to be her excuse for using it. Oh, she might be using the old Heron. Heron. Got to love the Heron. $940 million. Okay, so half of that's what? Half of it's gone, so that leaves $470 million. <sighs> Probably get a lump sum of about $200 million out of that. That's $200 million tax-free to take the lump sum. Or you can get paid over your 20 years or 30 years or however long you think the lottery is going to last. I'm taking that lump sum. If I had $200 million, I could buy the damn Dallas Cowboys. I'd offer Jerry Jones $100 million. Oh, wait, they're worth billions. I can't afford them. Never mind. I can't buy the Cowboys. They're worth billions. I forgot. Uh, Arnie, if you won the lottery back in your radio days, would you have Dave Chappelle quit? Uh, no. No, you, you know why I wouldn't have quit? Because I would have been the richest person on the show, and I would have let them know that. I would have let one person especially know that. And when that shitbag bought a, a fucking uh, a, a, a Corvette, yeah, I, I'd buy, probably would have bought a Bugatti. I'd buy something a whole lot better than that. Buy part of the Cowboys? No, not with the millions. I, I, I don't have enough to even invest. If you had $200 million, you could rebuild the Sportatorium with HVAC and bring back the glory days. I would do something like that. That would be kick-ass to start a wrestling company. I would buy the NWA from Billy Corrigan, and I would make the NWA great again. First phone call I make, first phone call I make, Woo! Ric Flair. Ric Flair is the commissioner of the NWA. Next thing I do, I hire the Von Erich boys out of Japan. We're bringing them back. The Briscoe brothers are going to be my tag team. Now I need a champ. You can buy the Texas Rangers, especially after last season. Look, man, I'm going to tell you this right now. The Rangers are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Whoo, the Rangers got some pitching. Rangers are going to be good this year, people. I'll say it right now. Texas Rangers win the West. That's as far as I'm going to go, though. We still need one big bat. We signed DeGrom. We signed another pitcher. We've got these two fucking studs from Vanderbilt that are are just waiting to come up. Man, our staff is going to be set. I got woke up, uh, rode up at work one time because of an Asian joke. I had a coworker ask me what I thought of our hot Asian HR lady. I told him all the slant-eyed people look the same to me. Now shut up and get your dumb ass back to work. And she heard me say it. <laughs> if I win the lottery, I'm buying 98 Rock, and this show will be on it. Well, I appreciate that. You better save some of that $200 because I ain't cheap. And by the way, we're going to be syndicating from this studio. I am not moving back. No, sir. I'll happily be on your radio station, but I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if you can have me, though, because, see, I'm, 
I don't play by the rules anymore. I'm not going to I'm not going to clean up my mouth. And I don't want you to lose your license. So I investing in me would be a bad choice on your part. I would take it. I would let you know, hey, we're gonna get a lot of fines. Arnie, no way Seattle has a good team up and coming. Please. They don't have the staff that the Rangers do. And if we if we get one more bat to go with Sager and our, our second baseman, we get we get a big bat, we get a a home run hitter. Mm-hmm. Rangers are gonna be a tough team to beat. And we got Bruce Bochy as a manager. I'll take Bochy every day of the week against Seattle. Better to spend your dough advertising this show all over the place. Yeah, that's what we do. They, there you go. Um, Desert Runner, you win the lottery. This is what we do. We take the money and we buy billboards all over the country. Radio without restrictions. Tired of being talked down to by elite radio hosts? Well, the elitist radio host is now doing a podcast, and he talks to you, not down to you. (laughs) So you're saying that you may suggest a young girl dress up as a pink taco for Halloween on air? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, 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 look, look here. Uh, Let's go back. We'll tell some stories here. I had one thing that used to absolutely make my day. If we ever got calls, and we would get these calls like once once every two or three weeks, maybe, maybe once a month. Hire Vader back and drop the button on 98 Rock. Oh, that'd be great. Um, but my favorite thing is when people would call and they would say, oh, my son is listening right now. And my son is going to third grade. And I'd be like, oh, it, and we told people, look, we, this is not a show to let kids listen to because we, we did adult fucking topics all the time. So I, w- I would say, what, what, what's your son's name? They go, oh, Jimmy. And I said, Jimmy's sitting right next to you? Yeah. I would say, Jimmy, today at school, just yell out the word penis. Oh, I would fuck with people when they would tell me their kids. And that was like literally, I will tell you this right now, it was my favorite part of being on the radio. It was my absolute favorite part was doing that because a lot of times it pissed the parents off. And I know it pissed off a certain, you know, (laughs) in the studio, but everybody else laughed. And when I can get everybody else to laugh and laugh really hard at that, that's fucking, that's all I need. That's it. We have one kid who uh, had autism, I, 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 and I forget the kid's name, and I, I'm, I'm sorry that I, I missed it. I, I, I forget it. Um, I had this one kid who had autism, and he loved vacuum cleaners. That was his thing. You know, like, you know how autistic kids sometimes have, like, thing he loved, and he collected vacuum cleaners. And whenever that kid would call, I'd say, man, why, why are y'all being so mean to this sick kid? <laughs> I always called him sick. And then, like, he has autism. He's not dying. I'm like, he's a sick kid, and you want to give him nothing but vacuum cleaners. Oh, fuck, man. I used to live for that shit. Just to be able to fuck with people like that, that was, that was, that was the only power that I ever had, and it, was, it felt so good. And telling that young girl to dress like a pink taco, that was, that was one of my – I, 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 got, I got suspended for a show for that. 
and it and I deserve to get suspended for it, but it was worth it. It was so worth it, man. Some of the shit that we pulled off. I I I look back on, you know, I'm not happy with the way things played out in the way things are. I'm not happy about it at all. These are people that I thought would be in my life for the rest of my life, and they're not. And it's sad to me. But some of my best memories come back from that show, um, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I had such a good time. I We had so many amazing, great listeners that made coming in and, and doing what we did so worth it. Knowing that I could get you to work and you would, you could laugh on your way to work or your way home, that's all I cared about. I love doing live shows to get that instant reaction on my jokes and things like that. Or the instant reaction of when we would hit a benchmark, like when we would say vacation and then say paid. To have the whole group say that at the same time, it was fucking awesome. It was it was very odd. And this is why I continue to do it. Um, I'm pretty sure I went to school with that autistic kid who loves vacuums. Okay. Uh, and that show sealed in my parenting handbook. Never uh, ever call in and say, my kid, fuck no, my kid was never going to be <laughs> a brunt of your joke. Let the masses serve up their kids. Uh, get a white trash or other was a favorite of mine. Look, we, we did a lot of great things on that show. We That show was ahead of its time. I will tell you a true story about that show. When we introduced, <laughs> we were the first show in America to be two guys and a girl. And the girl was, it was a part of the show. She just wasn't a news person. I mean, her original role was to read the news stories of the day. And I will tell you, she was terrible at it. My, my favorite, one of my all-time favorite moments in radio. I don't tell this story enough. Um, we're sitting there, we're doing the show one morning, and, and usually when <laughs> went into the news, I kind of checked out. You know, I, I was kind of looking at my paper to see what was coming up on the show, and, and the other guy, he was listening to her. And I'll never forget the day that she said, Saul Korea. When she said Saul Korea, I almost fell off my fucking chair. <laughs> and I remember, I remember I was like, I like, I was sitting there and we, st- I, I stood up a lot during those days. Back in the old days of broadcasting, you would stand because you could get more air from your diaphragm up and all that bullshit, whatever. And then I was introduced to long, tall chairs and I was like, fuck that, I'm sitting down for the rest of my career. I'm a catch. Oh, and release. Oh. Um, but when she said Saul Korea, I popped out of my chair as fast as I could. And, you know, fucking scumbag McDougal, he looked at me. Good old scab looked at me, and, and we knew it was fucking on. And I will tell you this right now. For the next 30 minutes, we clowned her so hard on that. Saul Korea. Oh, and Major, you're right. It's not that hard to say. And it was in the news because they were talking about the fucking Olympics.
And surely you were the first to be a one stand-up man, donkey, and a real-life walking cunt scab. Yeah. What happened to your spatula? I auctioned it off. I sold it to some gal. She picked it up at a stand-up show. Not surprised to hear you like to sit at work. No. Uh-uh. Bring back. I don't have the spatula anymore, and I don't have a window. Well, I do have a window to break it on, but man, oh, man, I'd get in trouble if I did that. I have one of those desks that will raise so I don't have to sit all day. Um, I don't even think they have some reasons why uh, they were not fun on the website anymore. Oh, God, that was a, that was a list that went on forever. Reasons why <laughs> isn't fun. I think the Coke melted the small amount of brain she started with. Yeah, they they still use moose on skates, and I, I think that's uh, deplorable of them because that was mine. I said, if you're ever in a down mode or down mood and you, you need something to cheer you up, think about a moose on skates. I remember saying that, and instantly the like everybody's fucking lights in their head went off, and they thought that is so fucking brilliant, and they still use it to this day. You're welcome. Can't even get through a show without without saying that one, can you? Uh-uh. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones, some other funny ones. Um, I mean, so much happened. Twenty-five years. It's tried to. It's hard. It, it it's hard to pick out the 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 great moments because there were a lot of them. The, the marathon shows, as much as we hated doing those, and I will tell you this right now, fucking hated it. The, the, the happy music and the bad news, uh, that was a staple. I, I always did want to glaze the Hall of, Flame, Hall of Fame stories on plates and sell them. We would have been rich. If we would have gotten to do the, 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 the Hall of Fame for that and, and actually glazed them on plates... Oh, my God, we would have made so much money. Smoking colored dog, yes, because I didn't know how to talk that day. Jenny Landon, your smoking colored dog. Oh. And the characters that worked with us, I mean, from producer Tanya all the way up until Christy left. I mean, we had we had this one producer. His name was Jerry. He was a big fat dude. I mean, real fat dude. Yeah, like like three times the size of me. And he got caught having sex with somebody in one of the production studios, which is a big no no if you're like you know a part timer. If you're a full timer, they kind of look the other way. Believe me, I know. Um. But, yeah, he got caught, and, and uh, the women in the station just hated him. Your marathons were the best for uh, uh, B&O HMQ was my favorite. You hated those marathon shows, but I loved how absolutely punchy y'all got after a while, especially the next morning. James Doohan and Alzheimer's, yeah, autographed Guitar Friday. Oh, God. Station manager hated that. Like, I loved I loved Boombox Thursday. Hawaiian Thursday turned into Boombox Thursday. And I did all this shit. You know why I did this shit? I'll tell you why. Because I found it to be funny. And 
and it bothered, like Boombox Thursday bothered Scab so much. And all it was was I had a boombox in there, and I would play songs, you know, in between Lister Mail. Hawaiian Thursday was the stupidest thing we ever did. We never. This is how bad our our our, our staff was, and I and I used to tell them this. I used to tell our GM this. I go, how bad is your sales staff? He goes, what do you mean? I said, you have the most popular show anywhere. I mean, nobody got numbers like we did. Howard didn't get numbers like we did, even in New York. And I'm very proud of that. And we bragged about it because we were fucking proud of the hard work we did. And I said, we have a day called Hawaiian Thursday where we play Hawaiian music and do a sound effect and make sure that they say, and we don't have a trip to Hawaii to give away. Oh, that's a good point. Never, ever got a trip to Hawaii to give away. It's like, come on, man. Y'all got to be better than this. Harney, three times the size of you. Name the planet after it. No shit. When you called Key Newt. Oh, the autograph guitar, getting back to the autograph guitar. So so we got rid of the boom box, and I would come in, and I would strum one of our many autograph guitars we had in the, in, in the station. They had this stupid display, but it was only where employees could see all these autograph guitars. I'd literally beat this shit out of those things, man. And the pylon, oh, yeah. 98 Rock was my last hope. The radio wasn't dead, and slowly it has died. The last knife was that damn show being canceled. Yeah, that's what I hear. Well, see, this is this is what radio is now. Radio is all about corporate programmers, and there's nothing local about it, even though I wasn't a big fan of saying keep things local. What I am a fan of is a, a, a morning show to be local, which means when they go out and about, the local people can come and see them. Now you don't have that anymore. Now you have nothing but syndicated shows that run all the time, and most of them are recorded. The live interaction between listeners and, 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 and on-air staff is gone. It, it's sad to, to – I, I don't even listen to radio anymore because it makes me too it, – it upsets me too much. And you see, all that stuff that I, I just talked about, the, the autograph guitar, the boombox, the Hawaiian, those were stuff that came up in the fly and we went with. And they became natural benchmarks. I mean, so many people wanted to use the, the, the bad news thing that we did because that was our most popular feature. We did it on Tuesdays and Fridays. Most popular feature we ever did. And, you know... Dipshit, dog shit, and jerk off. They tried to do something when they went to morning radio. I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story about something they did, and it, oh, it still to this day irks me. But let me read this first. Uh, there was one marathon bit with Bill Cosby where the article was about staying away from guns, and you said something like, don't load a gun, load a camera with Kodak film. And I lost my shit laughing so hard, and it was at work. So people were wondering what the hell was so funny. I'll never forget, like, one of the marathon shows, some guy wanted to make Scab a rug. And I remember it was like 9 o'clock at night. That was like the worst time. Between like 9 p.m. and 4 a.m. 
because you had so much broadcasting to do until you even got back towards the, the, the next day's show. And I was so punched out at that time. I was like, can you make him a butt rug? Butt rug is hard to say together, especially when you're like, and we went on for like 30 minutes just laughing our asses off about a rug that looked like a butt. It was fucking stupid. Uh, does Jay still, rec- no, Jay's not in radio right now. He, he wants to. But, man, just, oh, gosh, we used to have so much fun. Uh, I remember you guys were in Fresno, and you talked shit about that dumpy city, then you just stopped talking about it, where you kicked out of Fresno. No, here's the interesting thing. I can tell you the story. So, uh, Fresno, the, the station that we were on in Fresno was owned by Lotus Communications. And Lotus is where we started in Reno. And we went to Sacramento, we kicked ass there, went to Seattle. They didn't give us the time needed to kick ass there, even though we we went from 14th in the ninth biggest market at that time to second in one ratings book. Yep, that's right, one ratings book. Um, Fresno hit us up, and we said, okay, look, this is what we'll offer you. We'll offer you the show uh, for free for a year. Meaning, you can sell advertising on this show, and you get to keep it all. We don't get any of that. Now, when we, get, when we become number one, that's when you start paying us. And they said, okay, no problem. So, of course, we and, and Fresno was something that they, they did two books, two ratings books. Bigger markets do four, smaller markets do two. And the first book that we got into, we uh, went from 24th to 2nd. And they advertised for us. They, they put us on billboards. They put us on buses and things like that. And we jumped up 22 spots because, well, we were better than everybody there. Well, after that first month, they took us off everything. And the second book came out. We were still number two. And Fresno said, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and drop you. And we said, okay, no problem. We took them from 24th to 2nd, and then after they dropped us, they went back to, like, 14th. So, you know, it, that, that's what happened in Fresno. Uh, let's see. Uh, donkey's boyfriend, fiance. Oh, uh, the fucking the, – that was that – was, I will say this right now. Uh, that was one of my favorite days ever is when, when <laughs> announced – and, and, and literally, I was sitting there when she announced this, that she was engaged. Um, and I asked her this question, and, and Scab didn't know this question was coming. She didn't know. I said, aren't you uh, afraid? She goes, what do you mean? Why would I be afraid? I said, well, well, his last name is Key, and you're now going to be known as Don Key. And she didn't get it. Scab was on the floor laughing. She's like, eh, I, I don't understand. And finally I said, you know, Don Key. <laughs> it's bad when you have to explain the joke to your fucking co-host because she's too goddamn stupid. But that was one of my favorite days ever. Uh, when you're not on the air, I listen to the Eagle because Pat Martin is still the man. He still interacts with his I I would listen to Pat, too. 
Hell, I tell people to listen to Pat. Pat Martin is still the greatest fucking radio professional I've ever worked with. Second to none. And I, I've worked with some great people. I've worked with some talented talent. Nobody's more talented and nobody's greater than Pat Martin. I love Pat Martin. He's a, he's a great man. Uh, they tried doing sad music. And, uh, yeah, I was mad when I heard them try. They hated the, the show so much, but they couldn't couple. Yeah. Well, this is, this is dog shit and jerk off. Uh, we had, there was a game that, that I learned as an intern, and it was called Stump the Morning Show, where you get one question, one question only. And the way you play this game is the listener calls in. They go, we want to play the game. And you go, okay, who is this? This is Jim. Then one of us would say, hey, Jim, how you doing? And Jim would go, good, how are you? Because that's just nature of people. And I would always say, we're good, and that's your one question. Hang up. Fucking phenomenal game, because you can get like 10 people in a row. And that's funny to listen to. Well, jerk off and, and dog shit didn't like that. Because, see, here's the thing. They, they, they thought that this game was to show how smart they were about things. They thought this game was to show them how brilliant they actually are. And I'll tell you this right now. When we, when we moved that, and I forgot what we called it when I moved to the dog shit show, um, we played that game, and I was on fire. I was, I, was, I was nailing people left and right because their listeners were dumb to begin with. It was my smart listeners that came along and saved the day. And... uh they stopped it, and then they changed the rules. They wouldn't do that. They all oh, this is mean. This is, because they wanted to show how smart they were. And by the way, they weren't smart. They cheated. Everybody had, it, this was the first time in my career that I had a computer in front of me to do a show. And all I'd have to do is Google what they're, you know, I'd listen to what they're saying, I'd Google it, and I would just turn the screen so either, you know, jerk off or dumb fuck could fucking see it. They ruined that game. Completely ruined that game. God, I missed that. game was so fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I remember one of your marathon shows, you uh, tried to identify all your characters for your good book. Uh, for good by sound check, and you made it like last three hours trying to identify them all. Okay. I love the jokes about Rio Linda because I lived in Antelope and we hated those fucks from that town. Bad news was something I hated but laughed at simultaneously when the dude chopped his head off with a chainsaw in front of his family. Hall of Fame story. That was a Hall of Famer. I laughed my ass off. How your criteria for Hall of Fame was needing panache and a simple tragedy wasn't exciting enough. It was funny and sick at the same time. That guy was in the Hall of Fame, and I remember my favorite Hall of Famer was the, the baboon that ate the baby in front of the villagers. Fuck. Arnie, you said number two. Weird, when he's not in, I watch the bank accounts. I remember that. I remember that game. I laughed every time you did that. Oh, that was so much fun. So much fun. Just, just, just. Oh, just being able to nail those people. Oh, it was so much fun. And see, the problem is now is that nobody wants to have fun in radio. They just, 
they want to get their sponsors. They want all their cool shit. You know, they want to broadcast on 58 different stations around the country. It's just sad. Let's see. Um, Arnie, I don't know how that morning show's remain number one. They're not. They are not number one. I will tell you that right now. They are not number one in 98 Rock. I will, I will say this right now. In this year, year of our Lord, 2023, 98 Rock might become a country station. Sports Talk doesn't even let the call in segments much anymore. Yeah, I remember we did, we did that sports show. That was a fun show to do for a while. Holy shit, I almost wrecked my car the day of the cutoff head show. That was fucking awesome. I remember the sixth-hour letter from the girl who ate her boyfriend's shit off his dick. I don't remember that, but God damn it. Oh, adios, familia. Have a great day and stay safe. Ogre, you too, my friend. Uh, didn't River just pat? No, no, they're not. No, God, no. The river's not going to pass 98 Rock because the river didn't. The river sucks, except Monica. Monica is their midday girl, Pat's wife. I like her, too. I won't say anything bad about her. Pat Martin and his wife are, to me, those are those are two people that are off limits. I, I won't say anything bad about them. They can say bad things about me if they want, but I ain't going to say nothing bad about them. Other people, though, oh, I'll, I'll talk plenty of bad shit. I ain't got a problem with that. But, yeah, thinking about all those old things, the stories, the things we did, the day that we, we moved all the chairs from the entire building into the lobby, the Big Kahuna was mad at us that day, boy. And it took a lot for the Big Kahuna to get mad at us because we were such a cash cow. He was fucking pissed. Um, let's see, I got a text. I remember when y'all were forced to apologize for making jokes about the dead baby. Oh, God, I remember that, too. Yeah, I, and to this day, I don't tell dead baby jokes. Is Monica married to Pat? How does that work? Pat's married to le- to to a legend. Monica's a bit. I don't think Monica. Monica's always been nice to me. Monica's great. It's unlistenable. Gi- fu- giant fucking commercials and telling listener jokes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that they don't have anybody funny anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that was the that was the big rub with uh, with dog shit. And I remember having this conversation with the station manager. The station manager he he looked at me and he goes, "Arnie, you're one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life." And I took that as a huge compliment, huge compliment, because this is the guy who actually did at one time. He was on the air with Jimmy Kimmel when Jimmy Kimmel worked in radio, back when Jimmy Kimmel was funny. Um, and he told me I was the funny, one of the, one of, if not the funniest person he'd ever met. And I thanked him for it. Um, and that bothered dog shit so much because dog shit used to always be the guy that, that people would say, oh, that's, he's the funniest guy in the room. And then I walk in the room. There's a difference between being the funniest guy in the room and then being funny on the air because you have to be funny on the air and you have to be relevant about it. You can't use insider jokes. You can't use, you know, and that's what he liked to use all the time. 
I'll never forget, we got a, we, we were doing a, we are talking about how um, in Oregon they were, they were finding a new way because at that time Oregon had passed legal marijuana. And we are talking about all the DUIs and, and what cops were going to have to do. And, and of course, our, our in-studio pot expert, uh, Jerkoff, he was talking about it. I was like, no, 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 you're all wrong. You know, it, the way they bust you is they put a Twinkie in front of your face, and if you eat it, then that means you're high. You know, so it was a stupid, dumb line, right? Well, two days before we were talking about it, it, we were talking about that weird Doritos commercial. You remember that Doritos Super Bowl commercial where the guy sucked the, 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 the dust off the fingers of the people? And I'll never forget, I, on the afternoon show, I used to always get one-upped on my jokes. And there's nothing that nothing pisses me off worse than that. If I make a joke and it's good, then let it go. If it's bad, fucking hammer me for it being bad. I don't care. I'm throwing this shit against the wall to see if it sticks. But whatever you do, don't just one-up it. And dog shit used to do that all the time. And I remember making that joke about having a Twinkie and people were laughing and Dog shit goes, no, 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 no. What they do is the, the cop goes back to the car and he eats a bag of Doritos and he comes back with the chest on his fingers and then he has them lick it off. And I just looked at him and I was like, are you kidding me? There's an old bit and, and by one-upping, there's no bit. Now, you, you got homework. You got homework today, people. Truly, my, one of my favorites in dog shit. My wife is really good in bed. <laughs> How do you think she got that way? <laughs> I remember uh, people laugh at your jokes. People laugh at dog shit. Yeah. I, I remember when I got to come in and do uh, Jerk Off's last day and Mikey was the host. I remember I sat down and I go, you know, Mikey was talking to me. I go, Mikey, how long you been doing this? And he goes, oh, 14 years. I go, man, I thought you'd be so much better. <laughs> I, I, I fucking Don Rickles him right away, and it was just fucking gold. Um, yeah. Oh, man. There's a difference between funny and being the funniest guy because you're tiny and easy to pick on. Amen. Oh, and it's all about their white guilt. It went down after you big time. That's what I hear. Yeah, well, that was the thing that was said, and it was said in front of dog shit, and dog shit didn't like it. Like, we used to have to have meetings with our... This is the difference between the two shows. Let me tell you the difference between the two shows. The morning show that I was on, as much as it pains me to say this, I worked with two of the best professionals I've ever worked with in my life. Two very, very talented people at that time. And you put the three of us together, we made magic. We made gold. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't have done it on my own. Hey, I'm trying to do it on my own right now. We're, we're getting through. We're doing it. But it takes time. We never had to meet with bosses, unless we got in trouble, of course. But nobody had to tell us how to do the show. We knew how to do the show. We knew how to do our character. The afternoon show, uh, we would meet every single day, and then every Friday we would meet with the station manager. 
And let me tell you how the station manager meeting would go. He'd be wearing a white shirt. Dog shit would say that shirt's black. And those two would argue for 30 minutes about the color of that shirt. And it all stemmed from one of the first meetings where station manager said, dog shit, you're, you're, you're clever funny. You, you're, you're like the Big Bang Theory. You're very clever and you're, you're funny with the cleverness. Arnie's just funny. Huge difference. And he didn't like that. And he took that as a challenge like I challenged him. I never challenged him. I wanted to work with him because if we would work together, we could have had gold. But he didn't want to work together with me because he's too big of a talent. His ego's too big. He's too great. Whatever. That was when the show was great. They lost me when you left the morning show. I appreciate that. I remember Jerk Off was telling you that you need deep voice to make it big in radio. Yeah, I'll never forget that. I, I, I go, so, so I guess I'm no good at it because I don't have a deep voice. Well, no, that's not what I said. I said, that's exactly what you said. And see, he didn't like it because let me let me let me let you in on a little secret. Um, the most important aspect, and I tried to teach this to everybody that that worked on the afternoon show. The most important aspect of being a great radio show is is the most easy thing you can do. When one of your partners is talking, you shut up and you listen. You don't work on another joke in your head. You don't fucking start doodling. You don't get on the computer to start looking shit up. You listen. Why? And this happened on the show a number of times, and it, oh, it made me cringe every time, especially with Jerkoff, because he would then repeat whatever fucking dipshit said. Like, I could come up with a line in, in 30 seconds, in, in three seconds. And I, I, what I would do is I would write that line down, and I would continue to listen because who knows if they're going to give me more shit to add on to it. Uh, you, two and three, uh, you, you three were gold, no lies, but as your following continues to grow six years later, it's proof that perhaps you had the Midas touch in that trio. You were the glue that held that gold together. Without you, it's a hunk of metal with little to no value. Sad but true. No apologies for that. Well, I appreciate that, and and I like to think the same too. Yeah, another favorite was uh, said. Me and Scab standing next to each other looked like the number ten. Yeah, that's what he said. I never said that. I never liked that phrase. Um, that's when the show was great. Uh, those idiots blew the hole. You get one question bit. Yeah. Yeah, they parodied, they parodied each other, and they liked to talk in circles. And my goal, my, my, my assignment from the station manager was to make sure that all conversations led to a point. And this is why I had to end up writing that show. Yes, you can put that on my resume. I've written radio shows. Can't replace you. That tyranny washed off the tranny, you mean? Hey, man, that show went to shit after you left. Well, look, hey, that that's all up to y'all. And, and, and look, uh, they're still on. I'm not on a radio station. Hey, I have to be on the Internet, but I'd rather be on the Internet because I don't want to play the bullshit games of the FCC. I'd rather tell you guys the truth and be honest with you and talk to you in ways that you like to be talked to. I'm This, this show isn't for everybody. I know that. I, I Look, I, 
when when I met with that guy about advertising, I really have to go out this year and start hitting the advertising trail. There are a lot of places that I can't advertise. Why? Because of the way I talk and the things I say. I know that. I mean, I've got plenty of companies that I can look at and, and, and get them, but everybody's worried. We're also worried about everybody getting their feelings hurt. Man, it's, you, you know what? Every once in a while, getting your feelings hurt is good for you. It makes you, it makes you feel. As we've dumbed things down in society, nobody feels anything anymore. They don't know what's really funny, and they don't know what's not funny. It, look, man, I'm just going to say it. Some of these transgendered people, I know this is going to be popular, they're fucking hilarious to look at. You look at them, you go, there's no way, no way you should ever become a woman. And, I mean, th- this whole argument about allowing males into female sports, that's comedy on its own. There's so much comedy out there, and you just sit back and you go, well, you can't say that because that might offend somebody. Well, fuck them. Funny is funny. The end. Arnie only has to answer to me, and he doesn't have to play the political correctness game. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm definitely happy that you're not on the radio. 100% fuck your feelings and don't worry about mine. You and Braddy hurt my feelings all the time, and I'm okay. Yeah, because you ruin the show all the time, Pam. Jeez, that's why you're known as Sassy Pammy, the show-wrecking homewrecker. And you share name with Pam from Urban Cowboy. Fuck, I have not seen Urban Cowboy in 2023 yet. I think that's what I'm going to do now. Um, all right. That is going to do it for us today as family. We will be back tomorrow. Look at that. We made it through a Wednesday. I made it through with one earphone. That's a pro right there. I just fucking, I bitched about it, and I moved on. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Please remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. Uh, Brandon is always with Scabs Yes Man. He has no radio president. Walks around with a giant ego now. Yeah, no shit. Um, a happy birthday to Mrs. Stackar. Oh, wait, holy shit. Hold on a second here. Mrs. Stackhar. There it is. All right. Until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day and adios, everybody. On some postcard of Dinah Stole my heart away from me Way down Louisiana Take me back to Tulsa I'm too young to marry Take me back to Tulsa I'm too young to marry Blossom and the big, big gates of honey Old man picks a cotton While the rich man gets some money Take me back to Tulsa I'm too young to marry Take me back to Tulsa
is outside waiting to arrest him.